0: all right uh so i have officially swallowed my gum and cut something off of my setup and now we're ready to go today i have leroy <clears throat> Alisan Alessandro,
1: <laughs> elisando
0: Elisandro.
2: yeah
0: see that was I did the second time i was better you're close all right cool so i've only fucked up like eight last names on this thing so that's good all right so <clears throat> I guess I'll give a little backstory. Uh, I I don't know you super well. Met you through Jason. Jason tattoos you all the time. I've mm-hmm. tattooed you once. Uh, you frequent a lot of my clients. Um, like my clients are your clients, but they don't pay you. They just receive a different type of <laughs> penetration from you, it seems. So we just know a lot of the same people, <clears throat> is, the same is, people. is how I'm hearing it. So... Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to get serious today and discuss how fucked up of a year 2020 has been or if you wanted to Dude, just... We can do a little bit of everything. I mean, we can go wherever. So um, for starters, you were in the military, right? Yep. You're in barber school now and yep. it looks like you're making great progress. Um, mm-hmm. And so how? Like, I guess we'll start with barbering. Like, A lot of people are always talking about different trades and how you get into them. People ask me about tattooing. Barbering, I know you go to school where traditionally you know, you could do an apprenticeship and it's still an option, right? Mm-hmm. So about how, how, like if, let's say hypothetically, I want to be a barber, what do I do?
1: So normally you can just go to the school, go to the schoolhouse and just enroll. They'll tell you when your start date is. There is one barber here. They can do an apprenticeship and that's my instructor. So oh, cool. while he's instructing, <laughs> he can't really have an Like apprentice. he's working at the school. So and I, yeah. the crazy part about Oklahoma is it one, one uh, master barber or master instructor can only have one apprentice at a time. Okay. So it's Well, that's how tattooing is, yeah. too. He can't have anybody right, right now. Um, but, yeah, you can either go to the schoolhouse, which is something me and him have been talking about, is opening up another barber school to kind of give elite and ITS competition. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just more you have the schoolhouse setting up at the top of his barber uh, barber shop and then come downstairs and you're able to actually talk to barbers that are actually working. So you're learning, you're learning little tricks of the trade, right. stuff you wouldn't learn in school. Cause I'm not going to lie, you know, a high and tight, you know, normally takes a barber about 35, 40 minutes, whereas he cut it down and showed me this little technique where it knocks it down like 10 minutes.
0: Right. Which is like in in barbering, like I know there's like an art to it and all that, but there is also an efficiency that you're trying to work in there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so my kid goes to Kevin at Ice Trays and Kevin's mm-hmm. real cool. And I like most of those guys I get along with really well. And I've noticed like if they have a lot going on, you get the same fucking cut. And it's faster. It's not – I can't tell a difference at all. And they're efficient as fuck. But if there's nothing going on, they're like, oh, yeah. You know, they're just chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, And so it has a thing where, like, it's okay. There's a social aspect to it where it's, like, okay to hang out. But these army guys that, you know, they get it on their lunch break and all that, you would need to be efficient. So mm-hmm. is is that, like, talked about
1: a lot in barber school? So, yeah, we talk, we talk about that a lot for the simple fact that when you go to, like, a barbershop on post, they're about – getting people in and out. Whereas in an actual barber shop, now they're they're switching over to like style seat or like reservation type apps so that it gives them that hour window. Okay. So that they can actually get a proper cut because a lot of people complain about how long a man's haircut can take. If you're (laughs) getting a proper fade, it's going to take you a while. Yeah. Depending on the texture, Mm -hmm. you know, the ethnicity of the person, you know, what type of clippers you're using, you know, what kind of clipper, like, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, barbers have eight to 10 clippers.
0: Oh, dude, I legitimately thought it was like you got the little peanut and then you got your clippers. No, man. I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> no, at all. man. I
1: mean, because every there's different type of blades. There's magnetic, there's rotary type blades, you know. What
0: <laughs> the fuck is going on out there? Is that somebody's base? I feel like that's base. Okay, I thought you that was remember. like a semi-truck kind of, hitting them. You're on this side. Dude, it doesn't matter where we're at, <laughs> man. No matter where you're at in the lot, and there's always going to be background noise. Uh, Anyway, so different clippers, sorry.
1: Mm, There's different clippers. I mean, there's different trimmers. I mean, you got, you know, trimmers that have longer heads, shorter heads. Uh, Some are faster than others. Some of them are zero-gapped, which basically means it's close to, like, straight razor. You know, kid moves, person moves, you're probably going to nick them. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, uh, And then also just going into, like, balders and stuff like that. You know, just something to make it a little bit more efficient, quicker. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of stuff that goes into it.
0: So generally like when I watch uh when I watch my kid get a haircut, like I I don't really pay attention and I mean as you've witnessed, I don't mm. <laughs> get too into my hair. <laughs> so so I go in and I'm like, "Give me the fucking crazy scientist look. I don't give a fuck. Just it's in my ear. I don't want it in my ear anymore." Yeah. But uh I've I've noticed like when they do my my kids, it's like one one set of clippers, they start out um like almost like notching, like where they're gonna go to to start a fade, they go, okay, and then they cut that notch off. So yeah. they're, they're like halfway down his head. But other than that, I haven't I haven't noticed like switching equipment or what they're using. I, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I, he did use two on one haircut, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's common yeah, or not. Yeah,
1: like, initially when they're notching off or they're taking off weight, you know, they're they're, they're creating the design line, like where exactly right. the fade's gonna start, where exactly, you know, the, the heaviest portion of the yeah. weight's gonna be out on the hair. Um, but like I said, it all depends on the texture of hair, you know, uh, if I could go into like names and brands and stuff like that, you know, depending on the texture of the hair of the person, you know, cause there's people with fine hair, there's people with coarse hair, you know, yeah. you're going to need a different type of, you know, motor and stuff like that just to get through it, you know? So, I mean, there's a whole different type of like science to it once you actually get into yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: like that's like when people talk about tattoos, it's kind of the same thing. You yeah. know, they look at what I'm doing and they go, oh, so you just have like three needles and... Well, uh, one machine, I remember a long time ago, people would have three machines with needles and I'm like, yeah, that's like one of the major differences. Also I could get out fucking 20 with this machine and I have a battery and some people use a cord and you know, uh, this machine I bought because I mostly do black and gray. So now if I use the same machine to do a color tattoo, it works, but I'm slow, mm-hmm. like it's set up to hit that like slow. Mm-hmm. So. I never really put that much thought into barbering, but people always ask me, like, if you weren't tattooing, what would you do? And my go-to is, like, I think I would want to be a barber, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now I would say I want to be a podcast host slash uh, (laughs) weed grower. But most of my life, like, weed grower wasn't on the table. I wasn't smoking weed. uh, And I didn't really think of it as a legal option to make money Mm -hmm. um, or a fucking cool job. And then barbering's just always been there and it's like it's similar it's like cash only people tip you Mm -hmm. there's kind of a fun like you know it's like a hangout Mm -hmm. the all day at work and then, depending on the place you work, like some of these barbershops, they'll have like fucking 10 dudes working in there and a pool table or some shit. And you're just like, so when there's nobody in here, you like just It's like a man's off. getaway, you know, how a yeah. woman
1: goes to a salon. And, you yeah. know, women hate it whenever a man goes to a barbershop and it's been <laughs> like two hours. And it's like, yeah, well, because, you know, you guys are all there chit chatting about, you know, that one girl down the street that you don't yeah. like. Yeah, we're talking politics, sports, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's we always can... politics. It's <laughs> never anything. <laughs> even... <laughs> it's nothing important. It's just, I mean, it's important, but to be. No,
0: it's nothing. <laughs> like, they probably assume you're going in there and bitching about them. And. And the thing is, like, <clears throat> I I saw a, a review on uh, – or a rating, whatever, on Joe Rogan's podcast. This is mm-hmm. one of my new hobbies now. I'll go look at podcasts I like mm-hmm. and look at how many shitty reviews they have and go, well, they're still getting more reviews than me. <laughs> but, but, like, somebody said, if you ever want to know what men talk about when there's not women around, just listen to this. And that couldn't be more accurate. It's just, like, whatever they are interested in. And very rarely is it bitching about your girlfriend unless you're in a weird relationship or, you know, at the time, like – people go through those things. I mean, but I think
1: the only time the relationships really get brought up at a barbershop is if some older gentleman walks in and he's been married for like 52 years and everybody's like, dude, what's the secret?
0: Right. Like, Which yeah. it's, it's also like, I hope women like hearing, you know, like any of my listeners that, that are like, dudes are all fucking pigs. Like you just said, we're asking advice on how to maintain a long-term relationship because yeah. we have the same goal as most other humans. We don't want to be hoes. Some of us just choose that life temporarily it's not me i refuse to settle
1: for mediocrity okay so <laughs> i just have examples. fun with it <laughs>
0: you're, you're like one of those guys at a wine tasting like let me get a few of these and a few of these um, so and, and that's like I, I don't know how much of that's real but uh I mean I know like I know what we've talked about in person but like I'm going to joke about it and overplay it for this but like you seem to and that was one of the things I was going to talk about you seem to be interested in the idea of a long-term stable normal relationship mm-hmm. and also interested in that I, idea of not wasting time on anything you don't enjoy which I fucking respect and mm-hmm. I love it and that combination <laughs> leads to a level of whole life that's fucking hilarious. It's
1: just like a level of not giving a fuck. Yeah, like, eh, this isn't gonna work. Whatever, right? Can go.
0: Yeah, so and that be. I <laughs> think that's it's like anytime somebody gets mad about that, like um, I don't apply the same thing the way you do, but uh, <laughs> but like let's say let's say I'm, I'm talking to somebody about a job, like somebody wants an apprenticeship, and there's absolutely no chance. Um, Usually I tell them there's absolutely no chance. I feel like it's not wasting their time and it's nice. And then if they're a super fucking dickhead and there's absolutely no chance, um, unless they owe me something, like if they have paid me for half a tattoo and they're supposed to give me a 50 on Friday or whatever, mm-hmm. like unless that's the situation, usually i will just kind of be like, all right, well, I don't think so. Um two things i want to find out if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. so i do want to give them a little bit of a chance and also i want to uh if they're a fucking dickhead i want to find out if they're being a dickhead temporarily or if they're actually a dickhead and i if they are a dickhead i don't feel bad wasting their time Yeah. Um, which i tell everybody that's asked for an apprenticeship so far tell them pretty much the same thing draw your ass off show me some drawings if you don't have drawings let's not talk about the apprenticeship thing if you get real serious about it get tattooed pay somebody you want an apprenticeship by money to spend time with them and ask them questions so you have a little bit more knowledge so you can at least come to them and ask for a job with knowledge.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. like, can you imagine if you were a master barber, somebody comes to you for an apprenticeship, you're, you've you been doing it for 20 years, you're fucking killing it. And they go, I want to cut hair for a living. Can you teach me? And you go, okay, well, there's like a line out the door and I can only have one at a time, uh, but I am looking to choose my next one. So what what are you interested in barbering for? I heard it pays okay next like there's something you know like (laughs) that's like like, the
1: one dude that walked into the schoolhouse and he said yo you know I want
0: to go to barber school because I heard that's how you pick up bitches I mean, that's what people say about tattooing too. <laughs> I I had one guy tell me he wanted to be a tattoo artist so he didn't have to pay child support. I was like, dog, we still fucking have to pay taxes. I don't
1: like. You gotta like, report something. You gotta I report mean, something, man. I mean, I at some point do. you you're gonna want a house. You're gonna yeah. want a car. You gotta report something. Well,
0: and that was I was like, wait, are you being serious? Like, I thought he was fucking around. He's dead serious. And like, I'm the worst person to tell that. Like, I'm gonna be like, you fucking deadbeat piece of shit. Like, cool. Don't pay your child support. I mean, there How is many people like that. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there and, and, you know, it's it's not your fault if they trick you into letting you fuck them once. But, yeah, <laughs> maybe we should work that out. Maybe we should push the child support thing. I mean, the, the good news about that is, like, the—I don't know about other states, but Oklahoma takes that shit pretty serious. Like, they'll dock your pay. They'll fucking come after the you. The thing though, that I learned
1: like, about Oklahoma, though, is that Oklahoma takes a lot of percentage when it comes to child support. What do you mean? So the state of Oklahoma actually makes money off of that child support. So if you actually look at the what? actual stubs coming from the child support, yeah, yeah you There's see... like withholding? Yeah. Like taxes. Yes.
0: Like you're paying taxes.
1: To the state of Oklahoma while also paying your child support.
0: So hypothetically, if I had a child that I was not seeing on a regular basis, like I have three kids with my wife, so it's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. But like if I had an illegitimate love child- and then that lady comes at me for child support. If I pay her $400 a month, State
1: they're going to
0: make like 25 bucks at least. Yeah. What the fuck? Like I know they got to take something out of everything, but like they already taxed that money when you made it. Mm-hmm. And they tax that money when when it gets spent. So, so you pay your child support and then it goes to clothes, food, whatever. There's taxes on food. There's taxes on clothes. Mm-hmm. And then... There was income tax on the tax on the money you made that they're taking the tax like you made it and they already <laughs> took their cut. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, why
1: do you think they're the state scrutinizing barbering and cosmetology because they really can't track everything we make.
0: Right. Can't. Yeah. No. And that was when I got into tattooing. That was one of the things I talked to a few people about. Like, hey, there's a lot of weird shit going on with this whole cash only. You know, that guy's illegal and. This guy doesn't have a license, and that guy said he hasn't paid taxes since 1992, but he owes a bunch, <laughs> and and that guy said he pays taxes on everything because he saw a guy go to jail, and you're like, okay, well, what the fuck? And... My dad uh, made a very valid point. I just realized how much I actually talked to my dad since I started this podcast. I'm like, my dad told me, but uh, my dad made a very valid point. I wish I and do that. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> fucking with you. Man. I'm sorry. I mean, my dad's so, a piece of shit. <laughs> my dad lives on the west side and drives a snow cone truck around. Uh, <laughs> he wears Hawaiian print shirts. Um, <clears throat> anywho, how? You got a mom. You got a mom. Yeah,
1: mom's here. Oh, cool. You I got a mom cool. too, but it's fine. Oh. I got a
0: cool. <laughs> They're still married. Mom's and shit. like my best friend. Good. <laughs> yeah. My mom and I get. Well, that's actually today. Why I was tattooing is I took tomorrow. Wait, I took Wednesday off. Tomorrow would usually be one of my days off. I took Wednesday off so that we can go out to uh, Letra to stay in a cabin. Oh, nice. Like for my mom's birthday, and uh, so I just switched one of my days off so that I could do all like still make the money, go do the thing. Which is the wonderful thing about barbering or tattooing. You get to have the freedom. But uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, they used to park across the street from barbershops. They would have an IRS guy. It was worth their time mm-hmm. to park across the street from a barbershop and just count how many people walked in and take pictures. And yeah, And they're confirming these people are getting haircuts. They're not just like, oh, well, 30 people walked in. That means they made 30 times however much haircut mm-hmm. is. And then they would average the haircuts. And then, if they didn't like you, they would figure out what the most expensive cut you do, including like a hot shave and all this shit, is. <laughs> and then they would hit you with the fucking fines. And it got people to pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, man, I don't know anybody that's trying to not pay taxes. I just know a few people that are like, okay, so if you make 80,000, like say you make 75, it's not like they're hiding all their fucking money. Like I know one guy. I, he actually said on the podcast, and I was like, fuck, we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> like, you ha- your name is on it, man. <laughs> but he just said whatever goes in the bank, like PayPal and credit card stuff. Uh, and then he has another business that he pays income tax, but it's a weed-related business, so there's no federal tax on mm-hmm. the business. And he was just going over, like, how he does it. And he was like, dude, if it goes in the bank, I pay taxes on it. And that's, I mean, most of my money goes in the bank. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like, what are you going to do with money you don't put in the bank? Like, buy a soda. I mean, yeah. it's not. It... So it seems like it would be this huge problem if you said there's a lot of people hiding a little bit of money. But the reality of it is, like, it's. The amount of taxes you would pay or the advantage you're getting off hiding that little bit of money, the IRS probably would not benefit from mm-hmm. investigating unless they can hit the whole thing. But the local on state level, things like child support kind of makes sense. But, I mean, we're so close to being no cash, all like everything's credit cards and and all tracked anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I used to like talk to people about how my old boss did business versus how I do business And like, you know, I'm paying some taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was not. (laughs) But now it's more like, well, just go ahead and get used to it because we got like 10 years. I mean, I don't think we're going to have an opportunity to do that shit. So it really, you know. I guess for the first couple of years of barbering, cash in while you can, but but yeah. it's going to be like square register and, and you're doing things like, what's the chair thing? What's it called? The app for booking? Style seat. Style seat. Yeah. There you go. So like style seat would be proof that you're making X amount of dollars if well, you take a kicks, deposit
1: through it. Yeah. It kicks out a 1099 for you that yeah. you're done at the end of the year, which is great. And what a lot of people don't understand, you know, when you're actually a barber paying booth rent, you're essentially your own business. Right. So you know you're gonna to want to pay taxes at some point in time. The IRS is gonna come after you and be
0: like, "Hey man, you haven't paid taxes right. for like four years." And you're gonna to want to buy a house, and there's a lot of. shit. And then
1: when you want to own your own business, they're like, "No, no, no." no <laughs> also,
0: no. if what I've looked at is like, every time I do my taxes, I'm always a little surprised on one side or the other. It's always different, <laughs> and it's like. This is already a boring podcast. We're talking about taxes. but
1: uh, People are going to learn things. I mean,
0: my last one that was really fun was with an accountant, and we talked about taxes for like an hour. We were here for three and a half hours. I had to compress the thing, which reminds me, let me set a timer so we're not here for three hours. Like,
1: set a timer for two hours. Yeah, because once we get them to talk about it. I
0: okay. It. Well, yeah. Also, you've got to compress it, and then it sounds like shit. And I, like, I, I had just got these new mics, and I was like, dude, this one's going to sound dope. Three and a half hours. It was fun. And I go home, and it's like, The fucking, I'm trying to upload it and I'm like, I'm not splitting this into two. So you compress the file and it just fuzzies up the sound. So like in my wife's car, it sounded okay. But in my car, it sounds like shit because the audio system in my car is really good. So it like enhances, (laughs) like, you know, when you have good headphones and you listen to something and you're like, oh, they did this in a fucking bathroom. Um, Anywho. Well, what the fuck was I talking about? Taxes and drugs, and you eat a lot of ass. So we'll get to that. Don't worry. All right. So (laughs) this is this is a real question. Okay. Uh, Is it for you or is it for them? Both. Okay. I would say. Okay. I'm just checking. Here's the thing. Just checking.
1: A lot of women say they don't like it, and (laughs) And they're liars. (laughs) I feel like they're lying because they haven't had it done right. Okay. Or they're just kind of well, I feel insecure like
0: most, about it. Well, it's a it's where they poop from, so that makes <laughs> sense. But most people are like, probably like me. Like, let's say hypothetically, I was talked into such a performance where I'm licking where the poop comes from. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna give it my all mm-hmm. the first go around. I'm probably gonna be real shy with, like, on my end.
1: That was like so, me the first time right. I tried it. I was like.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, I, the podcast that I was just talking about with Daniel, the accountant dude, we were talking about one of my old apprentices, and he was like, he had, he was fresh out of prison, like, had been in a fucking gang. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, he was, uh, in a prison gang mm-hmm. and a bunch of crazy shit. And, like, he had no fucking filter, and he was legit. I thought he was joking. It was the first time I heard anybody in person say they eat ass. And he was like, Dude, you don't need to ask? I was like, No. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, I looked at him like straight up, I was like, Why? No, wh- why? And he goes, Oh, they love it, man. And then for like six months, all I heard was like all the weird, wacky shit he was doing. Then he got too good at tattooing. And his wife did not like the fact that the girls were all over him and it caused some turmoil. And then him and his wife got a divorce and he told me that she was on antipsychotics that made her vagina dry. And then they, <laughs> and they went into some crazy shit and then somebody broke a tooth in the fucking parking lot and there were dog toys thrown about. Long story short, as soon as the wife was gone, his hoe days had begun. So he was just eating his wife's booty hole and then he was eating strangers from the bar's booty hole. And it was getting real weird. Uh, and then he accidentally, on purpose, at least had sex with, like, 30 people in the first month. I mean, it was like he was going on Accidentally a,
1: on purpose. I'd be, I'd be
0: okay, on purpose. I might be exaggerating. It could be 28. I don't know if it was February. <laughs> but, he, dude, he fucking went nuts. And then, But the problem was, like, all his hoeing led to drug use, which led him back to why he went to prison, which made him make—not made him— helped him down the path of manufacturing more methamphetamine and getting arrested and no longer working for me, obviously. Uh, and it was a fucking <laughs> wacky story. But the point is, we like we said something like he was a pioneer in ass-eating, and then I was texting my buddy Ashley, and I was like, hey, I got this new marketing idea. I need your help, though. And he goes, dude, anything, man. Your podcast needs to get out there. People need to hear what you got to say. And I was like, like what? A pioneer in ass-eating? That's really important. <laughs> and i that's my favorite thing I've ever said in my life.
1: Speaking of marketing, so you remember when that time you tattooed?
0: I tattooed. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That that one little situation you found yourself in between an ex of mine and... So, do you want me to just tell the
0: story? Yeah, you tell the story. Okay, cool. Oh, it's probably easier because I was there. So, once upon a time, I was tattooing one girl that you had an actual relationship with, I believe. And... I call that one Wee Woo. Wee Woo. Okay. She's a nice lady. I think we both agree she's a nice lady, right? Okay. Nice lady. So, I was tattooing this nice lady... And what had happened was I went to a seminar with Jason uh, and I watched all these like color strategy things. And I was like, I'm not a big color guy, but I need to try two different roses. So I did it. I posted on Snapchat. I'll do these for X amount. It was really cheap, like a hundred bucks or something for a yeah, rose. 100. Yeah. That takes me three and a half fucking hours. So I posted both of them or like four or five colors or whatever. And I said, I want to do all of these as experiments or at least two of these or something. And basically first come first serve, you pick them. So I tattooed one on an Wee ex of woo. yours. Who is it? Wee Woo. Wee Woo. <laughs> so I tattooed Wee Woo. And then a girl that I didn't know you had any relationship with at all or had even met. Mm-hmm. At that time. I probably had known that, but I'm me. So I just forget <laughs> shit. So she came in and and I don't remember the exact details, but I believe... Person number two in this scenario said something like, I'm just trying to find a dude that eats ass. And then I was like, wait, she knows a guy. <laughs> and I was tattooing Wee Woo. And Weewoo was like, yeah. And then gave them your name, Leroy, the ass eater. And, uh, but no, she did not have to give her your name because person number two guessed your name. That's what it was. She was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know who it is. Don't tell me it's. And then we found out simultaneously, all three of us like light bulb, th- you would lick both their butts.
1: No, 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 no. no. Oh, no? No. No? So from what We had told me
0: Okay. I might have fucked it up. It's been like a year.
1: So what We had told me was that y'all were having like some ass eating conversation.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's just like a regular day at the shop. We're talking about
1: and person number two walked in and you're like, Hey, do you happen to know somebody that eats ass? And she threw out my name, you know, immediately because I I talked about it on social media. Okay,
0: no, that's right. So (laughs) We was saying now that she's no longer in a relationship with you, she needs a replacement for you with the said skills that you have. That's what it was. Okay, so see that, and that's why every time somebody's like, So what happened? I'm like, I don't actually fucking know. This is as close as I can remember it with a lot of shit. And that's not the weed talking, that's brain damage. So <laughs> the weed makes it worse though. Speaking of weed, you know, I got so
1: it. In my pocket. Right after that, mm-hmm. that whole scenario <laughs> I get a text message, hey. Um, I think I just met somebody that you uh, happened to sleep with, and I was like, "Who?" She's like, "I don't know, some blonde girl." I was like, "I automatically guessed the name."
0: Okay, so at that point, you had not. No. Uh, okay, I didn't know what. Like, I just. Know I you did didn't know it each after
1: other. the fact just to get back at that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it now. It's gonna fucking. She's gonna happen. hear this. It's
2: okay.
0: They're both gonna hear this.
1: <laughs> and they both know about it.
0: Okay, I was like, I don't know what what kind of like I don't know if you need to keep things smooth anywhere, so. So, from what I know, um, these girls both had become addicted to having their booty hole licked, mm-hmm. and one of them was looking for it, and then the other one was basically directing them back to their ex lover that had been that had spoiled them with mm-hmm. the the rimming techniques. So, yeah, that sounds closer to right. I think that's about right. But the point is, I thought it was so fucking funny. And I felt bad at the same time. Not as bad as I felt one time there was a girl in the shop that, okay, so have you ever, like, met somebody that you have no problem with them? They're nice to you. They're great with you. Mm -hmm. But they're a cunt when it comes to girls. Like, they're just not nice to girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I don't know. I wouldn't even say she's a cunt when it comes to girls. She just, like, she had not shown up to an appointment with one of the girls and then another of the girls. Like, we have three girl artists. Mm -hmm. So, like, we have. Uh, Mary Lee lives in Florida now. But the point is, like, she had... She was supposed to get a tattoo by Mary Lee. She didn't pay a deposit and like fucked around for a little bit and then she got mad when she canceled it or something or or didn't show up or something of that nature. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Not like a huge offense, not like we fucking hate you, just like, eh. Then the same thing to Sarah. Then the same thing to Mary Lee. And it was like a pattern. And then she'd book an appointment with me and just show up and get tattooed. And it was like nothing. And I think it's because my deposits more. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's just like more on the line, or maybe cause I forced the deposit or I have somebody else do it. I'm not very pushy, so I have an assistant. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Anna, get him. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, I had had no problems with her whatsoever. So her best friend in the whole fucking world is getting tattooed by Jason at the shop. And and she... <laughs> I don't know why I fucked up like this, but, like, I forgot. I talked to her about her friend that I tattoo on a regular basis. Checked in on, like, you know, what how she's doing. Like, talked about one of the tattoos I did on her. Like... We had a long conversation about this girl. 30 minutes later, I can't even remember they know each other. And then I was like, hey, so that same girl is, you know how I have like a list of people I'm trying to give them a deal when I want to do Mm -hmm. something fun? She was like number one that I'm going to hit up. And I was like, I'm just really tired though. And I said, if I have time and I'm feeling up to it, I would squeeze her in later. Should I message her? So I'm taking like a shop survey. So everybody in the shop decided... That because she's a terrible person and we hate her, that I shouldn't. And I'm like, no, she's cool. Like, I I mean, I don't have a problem with her, but maybe you guys don't like her. And they're, like, talking bad shit. And then the girl goes, yeah, actually, she doesn't work there anymore. And then, because they were talking about where she works to confirm it was the same girl. Mm-hmm. And then she said where she works now. And that was how she, like, instead of saying, like, hey, stop talking shit about my friend. She was like, no, that's not where she works anymore. She's my best friend. She works <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Like, they're just saying all kinds of crazy shit. And it was totally my fault. Like, that being said, this is why you either don't talk shit or you just get ready for conflict. So I choose the latter. I go for it. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll talk shit.
1: Person number two even said
0: it. She's like, I had to walk out. It was a little awkward. Uh, Yeah, person number two was already at the door, though. It's fine. She was literally, I do remember this because I have a very visual memory. I don't remember words. I remember, like, positions, if that makes any sense. I do remember her like either standing at the door or in the door frame when she asked about it because we were like shouting across the shop, Uh, which is normal at a tattoo shop, by the way, if they're just shouting about who in town (laughs) eats ass, And like Lawton feels like a big city and a small town at the same time. Like everybody knows who you are. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who Eddie is. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who Daniel Martin is. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who person number two is. Why are you guys so fucking famous?
1: Talk a lot of shit.
0: Is that what it is? It, am, I, like, am I famous, but I don't know it because I don't have Facebook? Or am I not famous because I don't have Facebook?
1: No, you're famous because you're tattooed, man. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: As long as I'm L Town famous. <laughs> 5 8 oh, ride doodle, till I die or whatever this is. No, they
1: say. but the, you know the greatest part, which is what we talked about before. You tattooed both of them the same fucking rose yeah. tattoo. It was a, yeah,
0: it was the same. So what it was is it was color studies. I was doing the same. I take one picture and I edit it so like a normal rose would be like red, pink, whatever. And I would taken it and done crazy shit to it. And I do it like I make it blue, and then I make a purple one, and I layer them, and then I erase parts of it to make the center purple and all this shit. And it was all just to study the color, but they look cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I really – so after that story, we can confirm there's no way I could have known. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to start working out a deal where I just have them all come get the same tattoo from you. Okay. So they all know they're asking my
2: sister.
0: Have you <laughs> – have you ever watched, uh, I think it was Biker Boys, where the guy brands all his girls? Like, it's so stupid. Like, you look back at that movie and you're like, wait, they just said that shit? He's like, no, nah, all my bitches got to have, like, uh, what do he say? He puts his name on their butt. But the way he said it, he's like, I got to brand all my hoes or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it was cheesy in the 90s. Now it's like, he said what? Mm-hmm. All right. Total change of topic because you are – have you heard this podcast ever? Have you listened to it? It's ridiculous. Okay, cool. This is how it works. (laughs) I do drugs. We talk about crazy shit. So (laughs) I don't like being serious, and I know as a white person it is like pretty much taboo for me to discuss race issues. But I Mm -hmm. think we can discuss the current climate of like – I thought we were making progress as a country when it comes to race issues. And I I mean I legitimately believe we have come a long way from like – 1980, mm-hmm. except we see it. Mm-hmm. So now what I'm thinking is, how fucking bad was 1980? How much worse was like the 80s or the 70s versus what we think now? Like, there was no slavery. There was, you know, it was supposed to all be equal, but people were treated
2: mm-hmm. like
0: shit. But there was no there was no iPhone X to fucking video a person dying. And everybody's taking a huge issue with, like, I, I have an issue with it too. I'm not at all saying I don't, with what's happening now. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking... Every person that thought they knew how bad it was to be black at any point in history probably has a really skewed and and sugar-coated perception of how fucking hard it was. Mm -hmm. And I say black, I would say probably all minorities, but I would assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming that's probably the hardest, Mm -hmm. and the lighter your skin gets, the easier it becomes. So I'm fucking blessed. A lot of us
1: have that that certain privilege that they don't, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you said, now everything's being recorded. You know, and I, I think it was Will Smith, I think, that said it, where, you know, racism has been going on forever. It's just not being recorded. Right, yeah, you know? it's it's not new. And to be perfectly honest, you know, that whole situation that happened, you know, the whole police brutality thing, you know, it was just a person that slipped through the cracks.
0: Yeah. And, and that was the, th- that's the thing, like, and I don't want to fucking try to make it worse or fucking tell people like, Hey, it is as bad as it looks. And then there's more, mm-hmm. but I'm just looking at it. Like, I can't look at that and go, okay, that's the only time that's happened in the last 10 years, or look at that and go, that's the first time that guy's done that. And then the thing that, I mean, I know everybody said the same thing, but the thing that bothered me the absolute most is not just that there's a person doing it, but that there's a crew, there's a group of guys that whether you want to say they're condoning it or they're supporting it or or they're just bystanders, they're physically all within three feet of this guy. So that like, and I haven't I haven't me. I haven't put anything on the internet about this, and I really I, I've been kind of trying to avoid talking about it, but it's been like weird. So
1: and to be perfectly honest, you know, when it comes to social media, I've been kind of quiet on it. For one, you know, I've been banned. I've been banned off of Facebook already for like yeah. thirty days, something like that. You know, extra. Um, but at the same time you know when i saw the video and i was i was upset i wanted to fight right i haven't watched it i watched i just the seen video like still i
0: i have a thing i try not to do anything that's going to make me more upset than i already am mm-hmm. when i like and i saw a picture and i was like you know the have you ever seen the picture of the kid with the boot on his face and it's mm-hmm. really his hand in it And, like, I always have this glass half-full thing, and I'm like, I hope it's that, but that can't be that. There's too much in the picture. Mm -hmm. And the guy almost looked fucking happy, which makes it worse. Like, Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, look what I'm doing. And so that made it seem like it's routine. And then I have a a list of issues, and I'm going to get attacked for at least one of them, so let's go for it. (laughs) But um, I personally usually don't like police in general either. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think if we say all cops are bad, and because one or four cops in this particular instance did something, that's kind of the same concept as racism. You're being mm-hmm. prejudiced against a huge group of people based on the behavior of a few. Mm-hmm. That being said, I understand that feeling. I can't I, I can't get close to understanding how a person that was there or a person that's been in that situation or or been close to it been. But like I can tell you for sure it upsets me. So I imagine it upsets people that are closer to it more. And then I can tell you for sure – I I was – want to fight would be a very close <laughs> uh, description now. I feel. I don't know how to – I'm not good with words when it comes to emotions, but I was very upset just knowing it happened. And I, and the thing is, like, we all know shit like that happens. Mm. And I was just like, okay, so start looking for positives. I, I will say I've only talked to or been around one person that I think doesn't agree that everything that's happening right now can all be blamed particularly on that one dude or the system being broken or or the police in general doing things like this and and he didn't like i've met one person since that shit happened that's like not a hundred percent fuck this is team human versus team that's fucked up fuck that guy Mm -hmm. and one ignorant person i'm fine with that happening Um, I was kind of expecting there to be like people taking sides like there was with everything, mask and the coronavirus and Mm -hmm. fucking left and right, blue and red, whatever. And I will say if I can find, and it's hard to find positive, one positive thing, I will say for sure people have united over this. And I don't know anybody that's like not in full support of people just fucking going crazy until we figure it out. And
1: I mean, from what I've seen, there's a huge division in the fact that people that are staying silent Mm -hmm. and people that are out being outspoken. Right. You know, and I stay silent for the simple fact that it's like I I, I don't comprehend it completely. Right. I I don't have a place to talk. But what I will say is, you know, I was outraged, you know, when, when everything happened, you know, when I saw the video for the simple fact that in my mind, when I see somebody being hurt, I want to help. Right. And you can't and it's and already happened. Watching by the, the video and then seeing the pictures and the videos from multiple angles, there was easily a hundred people in that block for those mm-hmm. four officers. That's twenty-five to four odds.
0: Right. So so I will <laughs> say to defend those people, um I was I actually I was talking to my wife about this last night mm-hmm. and um I, I don't know, man. I think if if I was there, I don't know what I would do. I wanna say, oh no, I would go fucking pull those cops mm-hmm. off or at least say something. I think what I would honestly do, this is what we we both agreed is probably my behavior. I would probably say, okay, you call 911. I'm going to video and explain that they're fucking up and give them suggestions. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get shot over this because mm-hmm. I don't know what that guy did. I don't know what the situation is. And I don't know if it is what it looks like. But I'm 99% sure. But even with four cops and let's say there's 200 people, mm-hmm. somebody if not 10 of them are getting shot. Mm-hmm. And then it's one of those things like some people don't have like you were in the military I think that kind of changes a little bit of your like you can run into and, it and, and it's been I a don't bunch think most people can
1: there were in the military that have agreed the same yeah. where it's like we have that Superman complex yeah. we don't care you know we've seen death we've we we, we we've danced with it right so it's
0: like it, so I guess what I'm saying is I I agree that's probably what everybody there would want to do and well, I think in most psychology is called that,
1: the the bystander effect. Where the more people there is in a certain situation and just watching, the the less susceptible
0: it is for somebody to you know to jump in right, because nobody else is jumping in. Mm-hmm. so, but also by the same token, just like when you're having a peaceful protest and somebody comes up and breaks one window, everything gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes up and tries to at least say something, you might can create a protest slash distraction or whatever. But my theory was, I know it sounds really fucking silly, but call nine one one. And this is like me saying, okay, I need to pretend I'm actually there and I'm panicking, not this is me having time to think this out. I think all I would be able to do is freak the fuck out, try to yell whatever, tell other people about it, draw attention to it enough that they know it's becoming an issue and hopefully save this dude's life. But I don't think I would have whatever it takes to run at a cop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And But calling 911 and saying, hey, we're calling the police on the fucking police, it seems pointless, but it could actually in theory work. I don't know. But as a person, we both know a lot of police officers. Do you think if that happened in lotton and, and somebody called and said, hey, dude, this fucking cop is brutally murdering this motherfucker and there's four people watching, please get here, do you think they'd send another car and then the car would just be like, oh, yeah, that's what we do? I don't think so. I think the car would show up and be like, dude, like, at least get – like, I don't think they would – show that they completely disapprove of it in front of people because there's that whole team mentality which is also what's hurting a lot of this shit it's just too many teams, too many people going it's us versus them, That's bullshit, it's humans but the the thing where cops protect each other I think is necessary to some extent but when a cop pulls up, I'm pretty sure they're going to like at the very least, say like pull them off and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then put them in the back of a car and then yeah. problem solve. Like well, it I mean, still, and then they catch a lawsuit that rather whole, than a death.
1: Not everybody, you know, is a bad cop. You know, because I saw a video. You know, about an hour before I got here. You know, there was a guy that you know smacked you know a protester for no freaking reason. She just knelt down in front of him and mm-hmm. he smacked the hell out of her. And there was a uh, a black you know captain that came out of nowhere. Was it a girl him, captain? Yeah. I saw that. Pushed yeah. him and yeah. then told him to get his ass to the back. She had to go talk to him. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I can see that happening. At that yeah. point in time, nobody was willing to do that. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, at, at what point in time did they slip through the cracks? Yeah. You know, was there any other evidence? Which there was, you know, that the investigation being done. You know, there was eight other cases that this guy was involved in. You know, they could have easily gotten him suspended or fired. Right. So, you know, it, it's like I, t- I try to tell people all the time, you know. Not every, you know, it's just like in the military when you had those marines that were pissing on the dead corpses. You know, at that point in time, everybody's like, "You're baby killers," you know, "You're yeah. women killers," and, and, and you can't really go and say everybody that's in combat or everybody that's in the military is a is a bad person.
0: Right. I know tons of marines. I know tons of army people. I don't <laughs> know anybody that I think would piss on a dead body. Yeah. Um. I mean, I probably have met one and didn't realize it because <laughs> <laughs> I try to see the positive. It's not working lately. But yeah, like I. And the thing is like, okay, let's say you go to Facebook or you go to Twitter or you go to Instagram and you say, you know, not all cops are bad. I actually know a good cop. It kind of looks like you're siding with those mm-hmm. cops. And I so people are going to get upset for good reason because everybody, my current personal opinion, everybody should at least for sure unanimously hate that one motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And if you don't also have a problem with the other three or I think it was three more guys, mm-hmm. that's a little crazy. But I was like... So, without just staying on one issue, here's a bigger problem. We've, we're, it's 2020, it's June, we're halfway through basically. um, And we've had that. And then if you rewind just a little bit, there was, you know, the lady that called the, it's not near as severe, but it's still fucking stupid. The lady that called the cops and said, I'm going to tell them there's a black man harassing me in the Mm -hmm. park. When in reality he wasn't doing shit, he was bird watching, which yeah. is like, like the least fucking thug thing You're you talking can about do. Don't
1: want the dog, right? She
0: yeah. Dog and she, yeah, 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 yeah. So there was that, and that's again as compared to loss of life, that's pretty mm. small, but it's still fucking huge because the mentality that lady had of like she knew he wasn't doing anything wrong. She was like, to control the situation, I'm going to use the power of fucking calling the cops and being a scared white lady and saying he's a big scary black guy, and then you go back a little bit more. The guy that was jogging that got shot, Mm -hmm. there's fucking videos of that. And they, if not for all the outcry and people freaking out on them, and and that's like, we have to freak out about shit now Mm -hmm. or nothing gets done. So that one, those two guys hunted that guy. It Mm -hmm. was like really, really fucked up. And they decided that because he was running, he had done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, clearly he's exercising like... (laughs) it was it was so hard for me to grasp that they thought that was okay, and then that they got released. Mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm glad that the the power of the internet fucking kind of fixed that, I guess, and got them arrested. but it's like they still have the right to a, a fair trial and shit. and it's like and to, uh, who's gonna be honest, on the jury you know,
1: that's that's the one that you know a lot of people are complaining about is you know, why is it taking so long to like actually indict these people and do stuff like that? And in my personal opinion, I want them to take as long as they need to. yeah, because- no, I'm with you on that the faster that they get indicted, the more susceptible they are to being able to get out.
0: And also and if there's fight. any holes in it, like yeah. this is how the legal system works for anyone that doesn't know. If if you, let's say hypothetically, I went outside and I saw a dude I didn't like and he was standing in the parking lot and I shoot him fucking 20 times and then they come arrest me immediately and then they didn't fucking read me my Miranda rights mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, I don't know all the technical shit, But like, let's say I had a gun and I told them where it was at and there's witnesses saying, yeah, he told them and he put the gun in the shop and the guns in the shop and they didn't take the gun until the next day Mm -hmm. or all little shit, just little shit that like, let's say they fucking, uh, I don't know, didn't block off the street or something. If it Mm -hmm. wasn't protocol, if they miss any little detail, a lot of times a good defense attorney will be able to get that case thrown out. Oh, yeah. And that lies with another problem. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, the defense attorney thing, I I understand we need attorneys. I love attorneys when I need them. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: But it's like a good attorney is usually a fucking piece of shit. Unless it's like for like legal, like if you're... So the guy I was telling you about earlier, uh, he's like a real estate attorney, mm-hmm. I think. That actually makes sense. Like you, you buy a house, somebody knew something they didn't tell you, you lose a shitload of money, you sue them. All that, I understand. But... A defense attorney that's defending criminals in most cases, by the time they're like an hour into talking to this person, they know exactly what the fuck's up with the case. Mm -hmm. And then they have to go, okay, so this guy murdered somebody and now I'm going to try to prove that he shouldn't go to prison for it. I don't know that there's a better way to do it, but that seems like a really bad way to do it. (laughs) Like I don't, I just don't have a solution. So why would I complain about
1: a problem? I mean, you know, from, from an analytical standpoint, you know, you're just looking for every type of hole. Any right. type of way that you can get this yeah. person out of, you know, the situation they're in or get their their their, their sentence lessened, yeah. you're going to take it. You know, so they're going to try to start. You know, it's kind of like what we used to do in the military. It's playing devil's advocate and, you know, you're you're, you're sharpshooting everything. You know, we used to do planning and preparation for missions, and my whole job was to shoot down every commander's, you know, plan. You know, the, <laughs> the colonel would get yeah. him, like, hey, you know, this is your task. We need this plan for this operation and this and that. You know, and then my job as an analyst was just be like, Yeah, that's messed up. Uh how are you gonna support that? Where are you gonna get the finances right. for that? You know, and towards the end, you know, they was right whenever the government was supposed to shut down, you know, every plan they had, I just shut down. Like, hey man, shut down. What are you gonna do with that?
0: Where are you gonna get your fuel at? Right.
1: And the commander be like, get out and go figure it out again.
0: Yeah, and so and that's the other thing. Like, this whole year's been fucking weird. So the coronavirus, Australia's on fire, all kinds of shit, all the time. But let's Again, take another <laughs> – I'm going to get a lot of weird messages yeah. after this. i like, I'm sorry. Just if anybody wants to know, I'm a huge fan of the human race and I want all of us to be treated decent. And I think that's okay. But next step. Uh, <laughs> the, the news and how they're handling things. And there's a bunch of conspiracy theories around all the shit all, mm-hmm. as there always is. And a few of them kind of probably could hold some water. But most of them seem a little wacky. But – Have you seen the things where there's bricks fucking everywhere? Yeah. There's protest. So I have like a hundred (laughs) theories. The best of which is if there is a peaceful protest that is stopping traffic that was permitted, like they get it that most city states, you got to get a permit, which is fucking silly. You have to pay the city for a permit for free speech. Real fucking fun. But let's say you get your permit. And, and you have 20,000 people in the streets, mm-hmm. like a ridiculous number, and they're crowded. I mean, I saw a fucking highway that was like tw- two, three miles of just humans. There's no space on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they have that scenario, they can't really do anything. But as soon as somebody becomes violent, mm-hmm. they can. As soon as somebody damages property, they can. As soon as somebody threatens a police officer or any government employee, they can.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My theory is, you put a stack of bricks there, one person will probably be like, fuck it, dude, I could just throw this brick through that window. And then that's how they, in in some weird theory, that's how they could contain it? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a valid theory? I mean... Like, it just seems wacky. You know,
1: just looking at, you know, some of those posts, because I have seen those posts about the bricks, and it's like, you know, that's just random. Right. Like, there's no construction going on. What are you doing? Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, you know, I can see there being some type of organization out there that's like, you know, after all the, you know... <laughs> respectable people are actually, like, gone, the people that are doing the right thing, the people that are actually protesting peacefully, right. you know you're going to have knuckleheads that are going to be out there yeah. trying to do their own thing, which, you know, I had seen in Oklahoma City, you know, I was watching videos, and you had the peaceful protesters at the front lines in front of the police officers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You had dudes in the back acting a fool, tossing stuff at the cops.
0: Over people Over that, that people being human pre-
1: shield. Yeah. So guess who's getting shot?
0: The peaceful protesters in the face with giant rubber bullets. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing. Like, dude, I don't use Twitter much at all, but I went on Twitter and I just, like, typed in hashtags and different shit and, like, looked like, you know, Baltimore riots and, uh, and Oklahoma City riot or Oklahoma City protests. Well, mean, you or, use
1: Snapchat, you know, if you typed in, like, the city, it shows you, like, videos. that I uh, did not know that. Yeah. You, yeah. Like, like, whenever Minnesota happened, mm-hmm. you know, I just typed in Minneapolis and it had, like, a huge red zone. You click on it and it's showing you videos like as the target riots were going on, like all that stuff. I'm watching stuff getting broken. I did not know that. I saw somebody. Check that out. You know, I saw somebody at Planet Fitness on the elliptical. All the freaking windows are busted
0: out, and there's just one random guy just getting (laughs) his. I mean, you know, like the thing is, like it's at a time like this, it's real hard to judge anybody. But I do want to say I like that dude. (laughs) Like I like that. I like that motherfucker. She's like I'm just gonna mind my own business and check here, but. Earlier you said something about people being silent and like I've been told and I've seen stuff. Uh, I I mean, I even watched a video from a guy I really like and respect and he said, if you have any type of platform and you're not using it to speak out against this, then, I mean, he didn't say, you know, you're just as bad as the cop that killed the guy or whatever, but it, he said something along the line of, you know, you don't have my fucking respect anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm in a place where I don't know what, I mean, I guess this is a platform. Mm-hmm. I guess so, so I guess technically right now, i i am doing what i and i've been trying to avoid it i don't know i'm like i feel like if i say something um like for example i hate to see businesses being shattered but i understand there's a necessity to the protest thing then people highlight that i said i hate to see businesses and they go oh so you care about somebody's windows more than you care about a life no that's not what i said at all but anything you post or put out there seems to get skewed and then i also don't want to have the perception of people thinking i'm being fucking like disingenuine and just saying shit to make them feel good and I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say you know what I, mean? he, he, I don't know he, what my was, opinion my is right it's was, fucking crazy
1: you know and his brother and his son and his girlfriend all came out and they said you know going out busting windows of businesses is not going to bring him back right. he wouldn't want this right you know, he was a very peaceful person he was from Houston you know that's where I used to call home at one point in time you know he was a very peaceful person you know he loved this community he loved Minneapolis um and that's it you know you know, going out right there, rioting, you know,
0: right. looting and stuff. It is not going to... But the thing is, like, I'm sorry for cutting you off, yeah. in it, but the thing I think is happening, and this is from a very outside perspective, I think people are forming peaceful protests. And I think there's a ton of people going out there trying to be peaceful. And then there's like 80 assholes that go, hey, they're doing a protest. I bet it's going to get wild. Let's show up and fuck shit up. And then they're trying to, like, people that don't give a fuck about the cause or give a mm-hmm. fuck about, you know, black lives or any lives for that matter or anything... They just want a pair of shoes for free. Mm -hmm. I think there's two separate groups. Mm -hmm. So when people judge the whole, like, they go, okay, so these protests are turning into riots, you're you're pretending that there's 500 people that go to peacefully protest and have signs and say, hey, fuck you guys. This is what we're trying to do. And then those people just randomly decide to become violent. And I don't think that's how people act. I think you have rogue people Mm -hmm. totally separate. And then people get caught up in the middle. And I saw a fucked up video of a dude. They were pushing. There was like five guys pushing a dumpster. And a guy was like, there was a guy, peacefully normal dude, holding a sign, not doing shit. And these guys pushed a dumpster, not realizing he was there. They weren't intentionally hurting him. But he got fucking ran over by a dumpster. Like a dumpster on wheels. It looked <laughs> fucked up. And it was, he got wedged between a dumpster and a fence. And I'm sure he's alive, but it just looked fucked up. And I was like, Okay. Well my
1: biggest thing, you know, whenever you know, when Minneapolis happened, you know, the first video I see is of Target and all I see is people taking out TVs and stuff right. like that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, dude, you guys use this whole use this huge platform that you just had.
2: Right.
0: And it somehow and cheap. Instead of
1: voicing it? your opinion or you know, being able to actually go and try to you know have a voice and make a change, you try to use it for a come up. Right. You know, which, you know, is not something he would have wanted. You know, yeah. his family already said it. You know, they would have wanted that and even even that you know you have some of these small businesses that are getting trashed and after this whole covid pandemic you know everybody's like oh you know insurance is going to pay for it no
0: no some of these small businesses <laughs> I'm a businesses business owner I can tell not... you it's they're not a lot of them are going to make it back <laughs> at all yeah so let's say let's say you got the best fucking insurance ever so my insurance policy I don't want to say out loud how much my coverage is but it's pretty <laughs> pretty pretty solid so if at this shop if somebody comes in and steals everything i have and I can prove that they stole everything and I file a police report and I file with the insurance. If I'm lucky, I get 19000 There's definitely more than $19,000 worth of shit in here. My landlord's not going to fix the glass. I'm going to have to fix the glass. If they damage anything, I'm going to have to do the fucking paintwork and shit myself or with my coworkers. I'm not going to be able to afford to hire somebody to do it. That being said, I also liked the thing a guy said. He said, "Hey, I, w- I love my business. It feeds my family. It feeds my employees' family. But if this shit does get, if you light it on fire, just make sure the flames are huge as fuck." Well, that was <laughs> the thing. I was thing, like, you I, know? Was like I, I could respect that mentality. Like, I don't want it to happen, but if it has to, at least make it make a point out of it.
1: You know, and you know when it came to like them, the looting and all that stuff. Okay, tear down Target. You know, right. ta- don't hit the small businesses. Well, and that's one good thing. You know, Target. Already got paid. Target's fine. Target already got paid. Yeah. There's like 1.8 million that they got for that one store. For real? Easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, why do you think the C- they, you know and they're like oh the CEO you know he said like he's okay with it? Yeah, of course he's okay with it. Because they just made him it's money. It's just stuff, and yeah. they, they have insurance. And at works. some point, it's probably gonna become a tax write off. You know, cause, somehow. Yeah. You know, they're just gonna do it. You know, you know, you, they you, go you, straight you, Amazon, no yeah. taxes. <laughs> you tore up the entire freaking store. Now they're just gonna go and place a couple handicapped spots, and now there's another tax credit. You know? Yeah. And. I don't think people actually see the full... I mean, to be, I understand that they don't. You know, right. It's the emotions. A lot of us are emotionless Dude, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've
0: done a lot of shit based on emotion that I would never fucking do knowing the repercussions of it a long time ago. But mm-hmm. as, a, as an adult, I think I've gotten better about that. But uh, in Oakland... Uh, Freddie Corbin, the dude that had to this, uh, he posted a video, a few pictures, different shit about Oakland. And he just kind of, he's very peaceful. He just steps back and watches shit. But he was like, I love my fucking city. Uh, they fucked up banks. They fucked up like CVS, Walgreens type mm-hmm. shit. They didn't touch a single small business or a single like restaurant that's like could be franchised. Mm-hmm. So like target, you know, it's not a franchise guy that lives in law and is like, Oh, I own target. It's fucking target where like, let's say you go, well, uh, Olive Garden's a huge company too. Olive Garden's owned by a franchise owner. Mm-hmm. That guy could, that could be his only way to make money. And you could fuck him over. I don't know. I don't know much about franchising. But they didn't hit any of the shit that could directly affect a person. It was just big companies. And they were just like, oh, we're going to fuck shit up. They weren't stealing shit. They were just fucking shit up. Which, as a person that likes to fuck shit up when I'm angry, I kind of, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I almost get, I think I go for it (laughs) it's like fuck target
1: up (laughs) you know and I have a buddy of mine that you know he's Chicago PD and right before I got over here he had posted a picture and it's a picture of him and his look in his eyes reminded me of him in combat like when we deployed and we were in you know like a five hour firefight you know his pupils were dilated huge and he said you know he's like we just got ambushed by 40 people with bats he's like whatever type of weapon they had he's like we've been getting fired at for six hours He's like, and my next duty is protect the last grocery store still in this city, and I was like, dude, like just be careful, you know. Yeah. You know, I love you. I don't want to see you die. You know. Yeah. Just be careful. Watch yourself. Watch your back. And seeing that aspect of it, I'm like, man, this guy's such a pe- like. If you watch, if you look at his social media, he loves Chicago. He loves the city. Yeah. You know, he goes and, and, like the first picture he posted when he got onto the you know became part of the police force. He was on the bike squad. So he was out in the neighborhood on a freaking little bike, and they found a sign, you know, written on one of the uh, uh, one of the fences that said, fuck 12. And he just posted by, you know, a peace sign and just, you know, took a picture yeah. and rolled out. But every day he posts pictures around the city, you know, with kids, with, you know, older people and stuff like that. It just made me sad. Like, man, this guy doesn't mean no harm.
0: Right. And that's, like, I don't think... I mean, did you see... I guess we should probably try focusing on more of the good shit. Uh, did you see the video of the guy, uh, a wonderful police officer? I wish I could remember. I think it was in uh, Michigan, maybe Flint.
1: The uh, sheriff.
0: He's a sheriff, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he was like, hey, we took off our helmets, we set down our batons, let's fucking march together. Like, that's the only part you need to see to be like, okay, there's fucking hope left. There's It's going to be okay. Well, Oklahoma like, City,
1: they, they all know down and they all hugged, Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: I saw a lot of things like that. Like, people just... Get, I, and the thing is, it's like, again, I think the people that are there to protest are there to protest. And I think people show up because they want to get crazy. And then somewhere in the middle, you probably have some peaceful protesters that are like, this shit's getting wild. Let me grab a TV or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't think most people's intention is to go out there and cause any kind of harm or violence. And then when it gets all carried away, it's hard to say. I feel like it's either you need that to get the attention of everybody mm-hmm. or that is going to take away from the fucking situation and the focus on what's really the problem here because the problem is not all police officers and the problem is not all white people and the problem is not fucking the way that we react to things the problem is that fucking officer and a whole system of people probably i'm assuming that whole police force is probably a little fucked up but that officer and and three people that are supposed to be his brothers and have his back, which sometimes means saying, hey, you're over the line, not mm-hmm. just letting him do what he wants. Those four individuals are a problem, and the system that led them there is a problem. And the fact that like you're probably have to – and Matt, uh, Matt, the guy I was just talking about, but he owns uh, a shop in Florida – One of the points he made that I loved was uh, to become a barber, a massage therapist, a tattoo artist, or whatever, I don't know all the occupations he named, you have to go through more training than those cops went through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they do like six or seven months. uh, Or actually, I think he was referring to the state he lives in and how much training they go through. But Mm -hmm. the point is, you have people that are supposed to be trained to stay calm in these situations that Theoretically, the cop should have enough experience. He should, and he he appeared to be calm, which makes it worse because it's like, then it doesn't look like his emotions got to him. It looks like he's evil.
1: He messed up the moment he put his knee on the top of his neck. Yes. Because even me, when you know, I I stood guard, you know, at Fort Hood, we had to do uh, guard duty. They teach you all the restraints. Uh, When you're a drill sergeant, they teach you restraints. And then when you're deployed, you know, you have to capture insurgents. You know, you find your IED makers and stuff like that. You know, you have a little computer where, like, you take their fingerprint, and if it pops up, like, hey, you know, this guy's, you know, wanted, you know, you pick them up. You know, you you put them on their stomach, you know, you put the restraints on them, and you automatically set them up. Like, you're done. And even like that, you know, I was trying to tell people, because people were trying to compare this to combat, saying, oh, if you support combat, you know, you're in the wrong, because, you know, you're not supporting the riots and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's completely different, man, because the rules of engagement when we're deployed is different.
0: Right. And, and... (laughs) This is definitely your area, so correct me if I'm wrong. But it seems like there's more rules that are actually followed for the most part in the military than in the fucking police mm-hmm. and in the streets. And it's like, all right. I'm not saying that those people don't deserve the same treatment as our people. I don't know the fucking situation in most wars. But if I had to choose, if you said, "Hey, who do you think should be arrested with this strategy? we We cuff them and we sit them up and we ask them if they need some water. Mm-hmm. American citizens or people that were just trying to blow up American citizens. Mm-hmm. I would lean towards American citizens in that situation.
1: And that's the mess part. You know, I, they, I, I, there was dudes that would shoot at us, and we captured them. And,
0: and we, you're polite to them. We,
1: <laughs> we, you, you, you know, you, you have to be. And you yeah. get into fights within your own platoon because somebody's trying to be a shithead, and it's like, right. dude, you, you know you can't do that. Right,
0: you and can't. that goes to what I said about, like, that. those three guys are supposed to be his brothers. As a person with actual biological brothers... Part of your job as a brother is when somebody steps over the line, when it's especially if it's going to cost them their fucking career and send them to prison, and they're going to take someone's life or potentially just hurt them even. It's your job to go, hey, fuckhead, stop being a fuckhead and intervene. Mm -hmm. And like, there's there's a there's an issue with teams and people going, okay, well, I have his back. Where you know, it's you and me till we die. It it is, and that means my job is to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. Therefore my job is to tell you when you're being a fucking idiot. You know, like, and,
1: that, and that was like, you know, when I was telling one of my buddies because we got into it on Facebook about it, and, and you know, we're, we're still cool. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, I had said, you know, if somebody had hopped in right there and then, you know, it just completely, you know, diluted the whole situation. Even if it's just like, hey, hopping in and they got to pull out their guns on you, you're taking a risk. But you're taking a risk, you know, to make sure that everybody's going home and nobody has to make right. funeral arrangements. You know, and at the same time, you know if you would have rioted right there and then instead of rioting now, you're teaching them a lesson and everybody's going home.
0: See, I never thought about... I never... Like, I, I. all the scenarios that have gone through my head and all the shit that's been bugging me, I never thought of we riot. <laughs> like, if you, know, there, why, it, yeah, you know, yeah, fuck it, shit it, up, it,
1: distract them. Why wait till after the yeah. fact to prove a point instead of doing it right there and then? You teach uh, You teach them a lesson. And you know, that's me. And, and, and that's part of my anarchist like mentality. Right. And that's also part of the shit that I used to do before I was in the military. Yeah. Like, in Mexico, you didn't fear cops. The cops feared you. You know, and that's why I've never feared a badge. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like superiors. I've never really feared them. It's just, whoop your ass right there and then. You teach them a lesson. Everybody goes home. And at that point in time, that guy probably either is going to either say, I don't want to wear this badge no more because now I have a target on my back because they're going to be trying to whoop my ass every time right. they see me. Or, you know, he learns an actual lesson. It's like, hey, you know... Yeah. Continue this type of work. I'm going to get my ass broken. So
0: as a person that's uh, silly enough to still not have watched the video, I have like a real fucking sensitive thing with watching people. It It's like if you just showed me somebody getting shot, I'd probably be like, okay, I don't want to see it. But that, there's something about watching somebody slowly fucking get murdered that just I can't. I can't fucking watch it. So... Bystanders, do you think that people standing by could all tell for sure it was like unjust, over-the-top mistreatment? Or do you think from 80 feet away, it just kind of looked like a guy getting arrested and they're trying to like mind their well, own the business? Well, the thing is, you
1: know, with the people there there, there was easily 20 people in that area. Okay. Easy. Well, I mean, I know
0: there were a lot of people based on the bit of like the backgrounds and, and just there's too many angles. <laughs> like there's so, a
1: lot. The, he started bleeding from his nose. You automatically know that his heart's starting to fail. He's starting to code. You know, because that's how my yeah. Well,
0: you say you automatically know. I know a lot of people that would say (laughs) if a guy doesn't have a heartbeat, I think that means he's sleeping. Like I'm not even fucking joking. I know that sounds like a joke. I'm telling you straight up. A lot of people just don't know those things. So, so you have an experience, and I mean, I'm I'm like CPR and first aid and all that shit trained for my job. So I have a little knowledge of that, but a lot of people, and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. I agree with everything you're saying so far. But a lot of people that were there probably either were trying not to look directly at him because they're like me and they're squeamish and they're just like, dude, I can't watch people fucking murder each other. Or they were trying to not get in trouble themselves and they didn't know how severe it was. Or they totally fucking saw it and they didn't know what to do.
1: And I, I don't know. I... You know, and the one thing that I started to notice because, you know, I start um, one of the things they taught us, you know, when you're uh, interrogating people, you, you start paying attention to body language. His body language said everything. He mm. said he didn't give a fuck. He didn't care about that guy. Right. You could see his knee digging deeper and deeper into his, you know, the, the upper, his upper neck or, you yeah. know, his neck. And that's why I said I wanted to fight. It's like, dude, yeah. at some point in time, you're calling out like, dude, he's not breathing no more. You can see he's not breathing. Okay, hop the fuck in. I know you don't want to lose your life, but at what point in time is his life going to, you know,
0: yeah I mean I like I feel like and again this is coming from the guy that said I think I would freeze and call 911 I don't know but the, like as you're describing it my instincts are to want to go try to tackle a fucking cop <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like I know that suicide well even but... like that you know my, my I, for one
1: the Asian guy Tao was pissing me off you know he's gonna try to buck up to a woman and he's like you know he's, he, he knows he's wearing a kit and you're not yeah dude that kit is only as big as a fucking phone book <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a plate right here, right? <laughs> you know, right? there's a it's reason like, why there's a, a, a pistol out there called the cop killer that cops are scared of. You know, there's a reason why you know, it's thin. Don't be scared of this guy. You know, he bleeds just like you do. You know, just because he wears a badge doesn't mean he's not fucking human. You, you throw a snap, he's going to flinch like everybody else. There's a reason why he kept on bucking because he was scared. Yeah. You know, he knew that they're outnumbered 10 to 4 at that point in time. Now, if they see everybody else hopping in, now it's 100 to 4
0: and now we're fucked. And now people are having the, like, and again, like, I feel like I can't criticize anybody that was there. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? But, like, now people are realizing fucking 5,000 people versus the whole police force. 5,000 people are going to fucking, you know, 4,900 of them are getting away. Mm -hmm. Like... And people probably are starting to see that there's power in numbers. And, like, I like seeing people come together. I just wish it was not. Any other way would be fucking great. Mm -hmm. But also, um, like, I've heard a lot of cops say things like, it's kind of our job to, to convince people that we're more dangerous than we are. And they say things like that. Like, I understand for every, I don't know, thousand people, there might be one cop. I don't know what the ratio is. But... To me, that doesn't seem necessary. It doesn't seem like a thing they should be saying, and it doesn't seem like a mindset that's fair. It's like, to, to me, I know this is not the reality, but I've always been told that cops are supposed to be here to help us. Mm-hmm. We pay taxes so that they can help us, and, and they want to go home. To their kids just like we do, so they're not trying to get out there. And I, I agree it's I don't in their think badge, they're
1: badge, man. Protect and serve. Right.
0: It really it literally <laughs> says and serve. And yeah, that's protect and like serve. so I've never felt protected by a police officer, nor have I felt served. But um I mean, I've I mean been
1: tackled by a few men. So
0: well when my <laughs> when my house got broken into a long time ago, uh the cops were, were like really fucking helpful, but they also said, Hey, these guys are minors, so they're gonna get out tomorrow. And I was like, All right, well, at least you did your best. Yeah, And so here's the advice. And this was the best interaction I've ever had with police. And I, I actually think these are decent police officers. It was one of the Whittington brothers. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so, and he, they literally were doing everything they could legal, like within their, their rules, they did everything they could and they did a good job. But the reality of it is these kids are 15. They're fucking getting out tomorrow. So he's like, okay, so how, how comfortable is your wife around guns? And I was like, I mean, she lets me have them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, so you should you should take her to the gun range, teach her to shoot a revolver. The reason you shoot a revolver is because the, the, the recoil, like the blowback on a mm-hmm. slide on a semi-auto is a little more intimidating and changes the balance. Teach her to just just have one, just five or six shot revolver in the house. Teach her to two hands, point, squeeze, that's it. You don't need her to be a marksman if she pops off one round, this shit will never happen. I was like, well, we weren't home. He's like, I know, but if I were you, and I'm, no, I'm not, but I I can see you're concerned, that's, I would want to figure out how, in case she was home, how do we protect it? And that's, we moved. But (laughs) but, uh, that was great advice, and that goes to the whole, like, fucking Second Amendment argument and all this shit, and I've heard people say a bunch of shit I never had to fucking worry about. I've heard people say, well, because I'm black, if I have a gun... And then I'm in a situation like that dude that was jogging.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They shot a guy that was armed. Mm-hmm. So if there wasn't a video, it would be pretty easy to say, well, he had a gun. And that's all you'd have to say. Or, or they say, you know, have you ever tried to fucking be a black dude and a white dude at a crime scene and one of you is holding a gun? Guess who gets shot?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I've watched these, like, these, oh man, it's called 100 Humans. Have you ever seen that on Netflix? It's cool, but they do a, a test and everybody shows bias. Everybody. Like people that love, like one of them accidentally, like it's not a real gun, they're shooting like lasers, but the test was they they send out real humans and you're supposed to shoot them with like a laser or paintball or whatever. One of them shot a dude that they knew And and it was like, it was a dude that looks like me and a dude they know that happens to be black with no fucking mask on and they still shot him because oh. he was black. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, that could be creative editing, mm-hmm. but that seemed really fucking real to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, okay, so we could preach the Second Amendment and how to defend yourself and all these different things in a lot of situations, but that wouldn't help this situation at all. That would probably fucking make it worse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where do you, I mean, I, I think we both agree on guns, right? Guns are rad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one on me right now. Me uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the thing is, it's just like, ah, fuck. Fuck! Where do you start? You know what I mean. Everything's broken, and I'm just going like, okay, this is apparently a male trait that uh, I get in trouble for a lot because women like to complain, and then I go, okay, what do you want me to do to fix it? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Just listen. No, no, no. How do I fix it? Yeah. That's my fucking instinct, and I'm looking at this whole thing that way, and that's, Mm -hmm. I I hope everybody's looking at it that way, and I have no fucking answers. I have nothing. Zero.
1: You know the one thing that. I think kind of irks me sometimes is, you know, whenever I'm trying to understand the situation, I'm under, trying to understand their mentality, you know, where they're coming from, you know, the whole BLM movement. I always get, you wouldn't know because you're not black. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to understand. But we're you. trying to. Help yeah.
0: help me understand you so I can help you. And the thing is, like, I don't think if somebody, if, I mean, I, and people have said that to me too. I don't respond this way, but what's in my head at least is like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I I agree with you. I will say I agree with you. I'm not going to understand it. But at least get me closer. Mm-hmm. But if you say at least get me closer, it's like no, you're just not gonna understand. It. It's not ICP. You it's know. possible. Like ICP, I'm not gonna understand. You That's, know, and the, the, it's to a <laughs> point where they're Insane ir- clown posse. The, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I gotta try to keep some shit light. handle they they
1: get irritated, so it's like it's not worth telling you. It's like yeah, it is. You right. know, it is worth I mean if
0: you want me to understand it you know it's worth you know I mean of- I think this might be the one that changes that I think this might be the thing where like I, okay you know the thing where people say don't say all lives matter and all that and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm definitely not going to post today say all lives matter I think we should focus on black lives at mm-hmm. the moment for sure but the argument that that shouldn't happen to anybody is valid and the argument that that happened to him because he was black is also valid mm-hmm. and I think both those things are true and one doesn't cancel out the other and I do think like Pretty much every ethnicity, the lighter you get, the easier it is to deal with cops. And I've never experienced anything where I felt like I was being racially discriminated against at all by cops. But I have been mistreated by cops, and it fucking sucks. Just having a gun pointed at you is like... And again, you might be like, "Fuck it, this is a fucking Tuesday for me." Like a gun's pointed at me. I'm like, I've only had a gun pointed at me like four times in my life. Three of them cops. Guess how many fucking crimes I committed to earn that shit? Zero. Guess how many traffic violations I committed to earn that? i Bunch that they didn't see. None the times they pointed <laughs> guns at me. Like I've definitely fucking, I've definitely drove in a way that constituted me getting pulled over. And I mm-hmm. get pulled over. I treat them with respect. I give them my ID. I tell them if I have a gun or not, or whatever. And and I go about my day. And I pay my fucking ticket. And then I bitch about it for like six years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The times that I get pulled over where I didn't do anything wrong are the only times that I've had guns pointed at me. That seems fucking odd, right? Mm-hmm. Like I literally wasn't speeding. No illegal lane change. Was driving an 89 Mercedes that looks drug delirious, as fuck. Was going down Lee after midnight near New Year's, like four or five days before New Year's Eve. That's all the crimes I committed. The cop admits that to me after fucking pointing a gun at my motherfucking face, making me get out and do a field sobriety test, bringing multiple other cops, and they all point guns at me too, while I'm supposed to be walking around doing a field sobriety test. Why the fuck are you pointing a gun at me when you've already fucking made sure I'm not armed and you think I'm drunk and I'm walking a fucking invisible line and I've never drank in my life. Like, <laughs> I hadn't even started smoking weed when that happened. You Had know, I been like high, it would have been funny
1: as fuck. <laughs> like when I matched the description and they tackled me. You know? You matched the description? They tackled me. I got surrounded and got tackled and <laughs> matched the description and they threw me in the back of the car and, you know, and I was upset. For one, I'm a bigger dude. Yeah. So the fucking cuffs... Are not that comfortable. It's not comfy, and you know, not at all. And then they. It's not comfy tight. on me,
0: and I've only been comfortable <laughs> times. but It's not comfortable, man.
1: <laughs> they throw me in the back of the car, you know, and after that, you know, I'm like, run my fucking shit, man. You know, I'm irritated as fuck. <laughs> they run my shit. They finally come back to me. and They apologize, They're like, we're sorry. You know, you just matched the description well, of uh, this guy. You know, he's a murderer. <laughs> did
0: you just say a cop apologized to you? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> you all know,
1: right. and. I think That's... it was because of the severity because yeah. they tased me and everything the... on the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, dude, t- being tased sucked, man. So
0: I think they apologized because if you wanted to, you could own them. Yeah. Uh, not because they were sorry. I, I mean, it was... probably felt stupid too. <laughs> but I know I tattooed a girl a few weeks ago that she matched, or her vehicle matched the description for somebody that was a fugitive and they pulled her over and they were driving, like she said, they were driving like an Expedition or an mm-hmm. Explorer or some shit uh, with no unmarked, pulled up, jumped out of the car, Like approached, the way she described it, it sounded like they did their job correctly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Approached with their hands on their guns, doing the whole like, "Let me see if I can see some shit." Not even pointing the guns. No, guns not even drawn yet. I think in that situation, I'd be guns drawn, just don't point them at the person in the Mm -hmm. fucking car, just in case. They saw her. They asked her one question or two or something and left. And I was like, "That sounds fucking pleasant." She was like, "It was so terrifying," and I was like.
1: Really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they point guns at me all the fucking time. And the thing is, it's like, okay, so when when I got charged with with some felonies that I did not commit relating to a fucking gun, and then the it was dropped in like fucking forty eight hours or something, I went to a <laughs> I went to Atwoods to buy a gun to make sure I could still buy. I wanted to see like what happened to my record, mm-hmm. and I was like, let me make sure I can still buy a gun. So I went and bought a gun. And the guy was like, so what are you doing with this one? I was like, well, it's the cheapest one on the shelf, and I wanted to make sure I could still legally buy a gun. <laughs> and I figured we could use another twenty two. And uh, he was like, wait, what do you mean? You could still, like, are you wanted for, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so there's like a technical mix-up. So I told him the whole story because I didn't want him to think I was like on the run and trying oh, to yeah. like, and uh, he goes, have you called the NRA? And I was like, no, I'm not a member. He goes, it doesn't matter, dude. They'll fucking sue the shit out of those guys. And I was like. For what? And he was like, Fuck it up your week." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Oh shit! I didn't know the NRA did that." Apparently, if you have a problem and it's gun-related charges, and it was a total bullshit, you just call the NRA and they fucking they'll send out attorneys. I didn't know that. No, I don't know really. how true it is. I never experimented <laughs> with it. I was like, Can you imagine suing the police department and then having like a broken blinker or some shit? You're like, Oh no, my whole life's over. Yeah. Like, dude, especially at a town this size, <laughs> like. We'd be like, hey, Casey, uh, can you tell everybody I'm not a bad guy, please? please. Like, I know, like, (laughs) I know, like, one LPD cop that I think would actually relay the message. Like, nah, he wouldn't sue anybody unless fucked up shit happened. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think even so, if you sued LPD or you sue the OHP or whatever, like, dude, you're going to probably get shot. Like, Mm -hmm. so... I guess a combination of things. Why do we, and w- I'm, when I say we, I don't mean you. I mean, we, the people of the United States that are not fucking military and big as fuck and have been in battle. Uh, why do we fear the police? And how do we change the relationship between humans and the police? And I I mean, when I say like I said humans and the police, <laughs> that's I feel thing. like
1: it's, you know, the positional authority. You know, you, you fear the bad. You don't feel the person. You fear the person. You fear the position that they're in realistically
0: i fear corruption i don't really fear the person i'm not worried about for me personally this sorry i'm not worried about uh like for example a cop just fucking beating the shit out of me when he arrests me i don't think that's likely to happen um i do worry about getting pulled over i have a glock 23 in my car i have a carry permit Mm -hmm. uh i tell them i have a glock 23 in my car and they say okay can you grab that for me? And their body cam's not on, but their dash cam is, and it doesn't pick up audio. And they see me pull a gun out, mm. and they just have a fucking weird flashback and go nuts on me and fucking shoot me. I have those things. like, And then I have the thing where I piss off a cop because I tattooed his girlfriend and his side hoe, and I accidentally told them about each other or something. <laughs> and, and then he Why plants feel cocaine to I like you've
1: been in that situation before?
0: I've been in a lot of situations before because <laughs> I talk a lot. So, I figured maybe I could get it out on a podcast and broadcast it to the world, and that would totally fix my problem. But, like, let's say hypothetically, you're Mm -hmm. a cop and you're married, Mm -hmm. and I'm tattooing your girlfriend or your wife. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then they tell me that they're married to a cop. And then I go, dude, I got a client that's a cop. He's really fucking cool, big dude named Leroy, and his girlfriend's fucking fine. Boom. Guess what? I just outed you because I said his girlfriend's fucking fine. I've never met this bitch. That's your wife. And they go, Leroy, you say? Mm. Mm. And then I go, no, I was just joking. I know. Uh, nah,
2: it's a you're little too late. That yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that particular situation happen, but I could see it happening because I'm wild. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, guess who has a kilo of cocaine in their car tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Fucking me for sure. And I have no doubt that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people that have had things like that happen to them. I've heard cops tell me they do that for fun, as a hobby, mm-hmm. as a fucking... Like, legitimately, I've had a cop go, yeah, sometimes we just slide a little weed in there. This is before weed was legal. Like, you do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just... And they're like, yeah, well, we don't usually, like, arrest them for it. We just fuck with them a little bit so they know we're in charge. And I'm like, huh? I had a tactic? Yes, oh, come on. I had a fucking cop. He wasn't even a cop yet. This motherfucker... You know, are they 5'11 pants? Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this motherfucker. He First off, he has plenty of income. He doesn't need to be a cop he he signs up to be a cop i don't know what the fucking process is but he's starting fucking training like Mm -hmm. he's not a cop yet he doesn't have a badge in the state of oklahoma at this time if you had a carry permit you could open carry now you don't even need that he got some 511 pants and a fucking kimber 1911 and a nice fucking holster and started open carrying and i was like oh dude you fucking went to the detective real quick and i was just fucking with him like because he looked like a cop and he got the fucking, everybody gets the cop watch. You got to have a G-Shock. You know, the, he got the uniform for off-duty cop. And and I was like, so why are you becoming a police officer if you own businesses and, and real estate and all this shit? Like, you make plenty of money. Like, is it for the benefits? That was legitimately my question. I was like, is it, because I have a business. I know how hard it is to get health insurance without paying fucking a bajillion dollars. Mm. And he was like, "No, I just, I've always wanted to be above the law, and you know, it's like I'm at a point where I guess I can be above the law." And I was like, "You, you just said you could be above the law. Like, I, w- I, thought he was fucking with me. Every time I think somebody's fucking with me, turns out they're just assholes." Mm-hmm. But he was—he legitimately became a police officer, so that he could do whatever the fuck he wants. That's actually his reasoning. And before he was a police officer, he was already telling people that he was saying, "I just want to be above the law. I want to do whatever the fuck I want." And I was like, you know, you still get drug tested. Uh, If you shoot somebody, it gets investigated Uh, and you have a camera on you all the time and all that. And he's like, yeah, but like, you know, my boys. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, so his theory, and I don't think this is most police officers theory, but his theory was if I join the police force and I get mad at somebody, I can beat the fuck out of them. Mm I don't think he's going out there trying to murder people. I don't think he has any plans of anything fucking super crazy. I think he just wants to know he'll never get arrested. And I think he thinks being a police officer is the way to do that. And I don't think he's entirely wrong. And that's a problem.
1: Um, I feel like when it comes to their due process, there should be more hands involved. More third parties. Outside hands, yeah. yes. Um,
0: to, to kind of keep them in check. So what what is... Uh, this is me being dumb and watching TV, but... Mm. Uh, what do they call IA internal investigation or mm-hmm. internal? What, the okay, DA, yeah. So the guys that is it EA In, it, DA? I think it DA? is. I think it's the DA. That's no, that's the district attorney. Is it? I'm saying oh. the guys that I think it's IA. I think it's oh, internal I, yeah. Internal affairs. But, uh, that's mm-hmm. what it is. I was like, because the investigation's not an A. I yeah. thought it was yeah. Internal affairs. Thank you. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> so internal affairs. That is. Unless it's some really dank weed. Is, i mean this thing's working <laughs> so if i understand correctly based on watching tv and being an ignorant person that just does tattoos mm-hmm. uh you have an internal affairs unit for your city so like mm-hmm. lpd would have like one or two internal affairs cops. It's not a guy that comes from Tulsa that's never met these fuckers that mm-hmm. comes in once a month to check their paperwork and comes in every time there's an incident. It's a guy that they know. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Is that kind of how that works?
1: I mean, it goes through their little process, you know, go through here and then they'll have somebody come in from the actual city, from Oklahoma City, and yeah. do it. But even like that, it's. I feel like it's a good old boy program, right? You know, everybody it's like, knows oh. everybody. Yeah, you know, you're gonna meet it because they go to conventions. You know, you have your cop conventions and stuff like that where everybody goes and meets for like different types of classes and stuff like that. So you're going to end up make, You know, you, you're kind of marketing.
0: It's kind of like being a tattooer. Yeah. Like I know most tattooers vaguely. Like, I, like most tattooers in the state of Oklahoma, I've met them, mm-hmm. talked to them for 10 seconds. They've shaken my hand or I've shaken their hand or fucking we've been on a stage together or something. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about that aspect of it. So even if you bring in somebody from Oklahoma, so maybe... And this is just me spitballing. Have like a federal internal affairs mm-hmm. that is a task force that their job is fucking the most hardcore detectives ever, it's like investigating every little thing and I think don't prosecute I think people. The FBI. Well, the FBI doesn't investigate cops unless they're <laughs> real. Fu- I mean, yeah. like, like, it's got to be this type of level of news or it has to be, you know, like a clearly Mm -hmm. fucking deep problem. I mean, have you seen that? Oh, fuck, I wish my memory worked. There's a documentary. um, It's called like the the, the 7-5 or something. It's the Mm -hmm. number. It's the precinct that they were in. But it was uh, this cop. He joins the fucking police force. He's like, you know, all gung-ho, ready to do good and arrest people and get the bad guys and help little old ladies. He's like legit planning on being a good cop. First day on the job, they fucking bust somebody with a fucking copious amount of weed and cash. So they take out trash bags of cash and put it in the cop car and say, hey, dude, we'll split it up later. That's day one. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's like that? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, they're both fucking him and his partner are like balling out driving fucking Corvettes and buying boats. And this is like back in the, I think it was like in the 80s, but it was before they were like going, hey, how'd you buy that boat, little buddy? And they were like balling out of fucking control. And it's just like, uh, it's a true story. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good look into like, let's say you're a semi-ethical person that's easily influenced. I think that I think <laughs> that documentary
1: is off of uh, they were back at home. Um, it was out of Mission, Texas, um, where they were busting a bunch of drug dealers and then taking the money and the drugs yeah. and going and reselling it and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: so that's what they were doing, but it wasn't Texas. I think it was like New York or, mm. or I mean, So it been in Texas. Okay, it, it happens everywhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the sheriff actually got his son to work under him and put him in charge of this task where he graduated like bottom of his class for everything, but because his father was a sheriff, my bad, He put him in charge of this task force, which was essentially a task force that was combined between the sheriff's department, mission PD, and another PD, and all it was was to intercept drugs and dirty money, vehicles. So they were staging out at different places. You know, they were taking all the drugs, reselling it. You know, they would report a certain amount, right? But it was never the right amount. So like
0: they they get you know five kilos and two hundred thousand dollars, and they say we found a kilo and twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, like and or, you know his
1: <clears> his dad had asked him. You know, you know he would call him on a daily basis. You know how's how's business going? How's everything going? He say, yeah, you know we're doing great. You know we did this, this and this. But what they were really doing was that they were going out and hunting this stuff, looking for it because they wanted the money. They wanted the drugs. It wasn't just. That they found it all of a sudden. It's like sometimes they would plant right certain situations <laughs> so they could find more stuff. Now they like, come on. <laughs> the fact that I know this guy too, I was like, oh.
0: So, <laughs> let's say hypothetically, uh, they're doing that, but they didn't sell the drugs. They just kept the drugs and used them mm-hmm. until they died, because uh, that's a lot of drugs. Or they just <laughs> like let's say they're like for some reason they're straight edge piece of shit cops. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't mind them hunting everybody down, robbing people for their drugs and taking the money because it would be better police work than a lot of what I think they would do otherwise because they're they're getting rewarded for it. So part of this, and I definitely don't want to say, let's reward police officers today for this one police officer, but like really a higher barrier of entry and, and a few less cops and a little better pay per cop would probably help the situation. Like like if it took two years to become a police officer mm-hmm. and and you have to go, you know, like some kind of weird... I mean, all of it's going to become bullshit eventually. Like, I would say, like, have a bunch of character witnesses or whatever, but it's like, no, you're just going to have 20 year your friends. It doesn't matter. But a whole process where you're properly trained, you have to get... I heard, like, Andrew Yang wanted to have everybody have a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. I was like, dude, you're going to have, like, 30 cops in the fucking... Cup. It's hard to get a brown belt in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But you could have them at least have one year of jujitsu under their belt or mm-hmm. uh, or uh a blue belt in jiu-jitsu be a requirement or... um you know at least a hundred hours per month of weapons training period like so they're good with their guns they're good with their tasers they're good with their fucking they don't need a baton mm-hmm. uh get them good at everything they do pay them a little more have fewer of them it's just like where do you start with that and then if you do that is that gonna guarantee everybody's perfect fuck no it won't mm-hmm. but it, do you think it would reduce it like reduce the problem? or Possibly.
1: And then I think also enforcing, you know, what like the military has. We have, we go through a month, every month we go through equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. Equal opportunity. And it's basically, you know, against racism. Yeah. You know, they teach you, you know, different scenarios. And then as like new scenarios come up, you know, they'll put you in certain predicaments. They'll put you in different teams, diverse teams and stuff like that. You have to get to understand other people. I mean, and you get to see different outlooks. Because, you know, I was uh, one of the equal opportunity advisors for my unit. And it was like. When I went to school, you know, I got to see, you know, a light skinned black woman that was upset because, you know, her black counterparts or her black um, uh, peers were like, what are you going to be today? Are you going to be black or white today? And she was so upset about it because, you know, she's like, you know, I'm it's like, this being. is just how I was you know, born. This, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. if My mom is white. and My dad was black. You know, they just decided to fall in love and, you know, have me. Yeah. Um, But then you also got to see the Asian aspect, how Asians got treated you know and then like you got to see you know like the hispanic you know i was you know i probably had one of the more worst scenarios severe scenarios because i used to work for a white guy that was very very racist uh-huh. you know and um you get to see different aspects and it's like you kind of like war game it like how would you deal with this situation if you had to you know go through on a day-to-day basis okay
0: so aside from the the lady that you said was half black and people asked her which mm-hmm. race she's choosing today like what's another what's a scenario that's like are they all real scenarios or do we do like uh we're gonna make this up like let's say hypothetically today you leroy and me andrew we got into this scuffle and we said well you said this to me and it turned it's into all race scenarios battle. that have happened
1: before okay so they're yeah. using actual examples so
0: yeah. like what's it i i i don't know if this is a good question to ask but like what's another example of like something you would use in training to teach people how to handle a situation or how would you tell people to handle that? Like, okay, first off, I don't think there's really much reason to acknowledge somebody's race unless you're like one big complimenting thing them.
1: <laughs> that, and, and I, I wanted to do this in like a bigger setting because I used to see this because when we used to go out to um, one of the obstacle courses, I used to have to be on top of the, one of the highest towers, and we had all the soldiers, you know, just kind of mingling for a little bit before while we were planning. And what I started to notice, and it's something I started picking up, you know, once after I went through, like, the Equal Opportunity training, was that I started to notice the Hispanics started gathering (laughs) over here, Asians over here, the Whites over here, the Blacks over here. So I pissed them off. I was like, hey, 10 of you go over there, 10 of you go over here, 10 of you go over here, figure out something about each and every one of you guys. I was like, and I want an essay written about that person or about those other three people by the end of today.
0: Have you, have you noticed that in some states, and I don't see this at all in Oklahoma except Oklahoma City, uh, I haven't been around every state, but some states it seems like there's like segregated neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I thought for the longest time that segregated neighborhoods, like in California specifically, that that was just like, oh, well, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that we know, and we know them from church or whatever, and they just happen to all be the same race, and it kind of just over 50 years gradually happens. Mm-hmm. And then somebody told me, and I never really was able to find a for sure answer on this, that real estate is zoned in states, certain states, California was the one they use as an example, is zoned in a way where they have like a code with realtors where they tell realtors like, hey, this is an area that you should take black people first so they can feel at home. And then if they wanna look at other houses, like don't discriminate, don't not let them, but start them mm-hmm. with other black people. Do you think that's a thing? Like, is that... A, do you think that's a real I thing? I can
1: see it as being possible because you're just, just looking... It just seems
0: at, fucking stupid.
1: You're just looking to make money at that point right. in time.
0: But it's like, okay, so do you think I'm more likely to buy a house because the neighbors are white or because I like the house? Like, for me, I would prefer the house thing. Sometimes it's about
1: comfort. You know, where you're going to feel comfortable, where right. you're going to feel at home, you know?
0: Well, I have a really diverse neighborhood and all the people I have a problem with happen to be white. So It's <laughs> <what>? like... <laughs>
1: and it's just because you were taught to not see color. You know, you don't. No, see I wasn't. Them. Really? No, I wasn't. No. Not at
0: all. No, <laughs> no. I was. Uh, I I lived in surreal until I was seven, and I saw I saw a black person once in surreal, like one black person in surreal, mm-hmm. and I never. I just thought something was wrong with him. I know that sounds fucked up, and somebody's coming call me racist, but I was a fucking child, and I'd never seen another black person. Hadn't seen one on TV. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen one anywhere. Moved to Lawton, had black neighbors. Thought they were fucking great. Went and played with the black neighbors. Nobody mentioned like, you know, don't like them or what I wasn't taught, I wasn't taught to hate them, mm-hmm. but um, I was I definitely wasn't encouraged to play with them or anything like that. And I just fucking played with people mm-hmm. and I asked ignorant questions that now would get me beat up. <laughs> and like I mean, it's like, okay, if you're like put yourself in the mind of an eight or nine year mm-hmm. old and you go, Hey, why are your palms pink, but the rest of you start? That seems like an innocent question for a kid to ask. If I ask that now, I understand why you want to beat me up. When you're a kid, and the thing is like now we have a society where sometimes that's not even acceptable for Mm -hmm. a little kid to just be ignorant to something. And it's like, yeah, that kid's parents probably should have taught him like certain questions you don't ask or certain things we don't talk about. But at the same time, I don't like to not talk about anything. So if you've noticed, I constantly compliment people Based on their race, or I don't mention their <laughs> race, and it's like a, it's a thing I didn't realize I did until I was working with Jason, and I was like, I'm fucking always talking about how like Puerto Rican dudes are cool as fuck and they're fun, and, and and I wish I could speak Spanish, and I'm working on like learning a little Spanish, and and like like I talk shit about white people's food, you know, like just it's all funny, but like for real, we we don't go hard in the flavor as a culture generally speaking. That doesn't yeah. mean there's not white people that can't cook. I mean, there's some white people that can cook. Yeah, but definitely the odds are the Please don't call me racist. The people that are not white, generally speaking, cook better. Mexican people, some of my favorite cooks. Puerto Rican people, fucking passionate as fuck about food. <laughs> like, I know a bunch of old black ladies that can cook. Like, the thing is, like, there's also old white ladies that can cook. I'm not saying it's like that. I'm just like, it's stupid that people get mad when you say shit like that. And I just said that where, like, thousands of people are going to hear this. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like... It's, I mean, it's, it's a positive thing and I'm just saying that's just, that's just how I see it and I can't say I don't see color. What I can say is I notice your color and I admire it mm-hmm. because you're a fucking person and like if you speak Spanish I think that's cool and if you fucking happen to be like really good at something I'm not good at I want to know how you got so good at mm-hmm. it I don't go oh you're good at it because you're black you're good at it because you're brown. I don't it's first off I think white people in general are pretty much just a diverse variety of people, like all other races, mm-hmm. but it is easy to talk shit about white people because we do some nerdy shit. Yeah, and it's it's I mean, funny that's, because that's it's part of me.
1: my questions when I'm trying to date a snow bunny.
0: Okay, let's go snow bunny questions. Let's let's I'll I'll answer all your snow bunny questions. Do you season your chicken? They do not. <laughs> that's my first <laughs> like, question off the bat. Go, Dog, I got some Mrs. Dash. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, what? Is, is Chick-fil-A season? That's what I do. I go to Chick-fil-A. That's like my wife. It's funny as fuck. She just goes to Chick-fil-A like every meal. Um, but so when I make chicken, white people love it. I've never been like, hey, Jason, you want to come try this chicken? Don't <laughs> like, do that. He like, would <laughs> be like, he would be so nice about it, though. He'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Let me show you, you how to do the, that.
1: You know, and the crazy thing is, wee woo, She mm-hmm. could cook great. You know, when she did cook, yeah. know, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, sure. Sister, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it was. You know, yeah. And it's, it's funny. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is they laugh about it, you know, because they see me as being Hispanic, you mm-hmm. know. So they're like, okay, well, what type of seasoning you use? So I, like, open up my seasoning cabinet, and there's, like, 60 different seasonings. They're like, you don't use them all. I was like, you want to bet?
2: <laughs> You're like, watch this shit.
0: <laughs> You're like Jason with cologne. I use this one on the left and this one on the right, so nobody knows what <laughs> the fuck I'm doing. He cracks me over that shit. The other day we were talking about cologne, and, like, I was like, so sometimes you wear three. He like has it's like an art of mixing smells and it always smells good though. He's got it down. Is where he doesn't wear one cologne at once. What? I might not be able I I'm joking guys. Don't don't I didn't tell a secret. But though, like when you go, "Man, he smells good as fuck. What the fuck's he got on today?" It's two or three things. He knows what to mix though. Like he'll mix some shit but like did never work and then yeah, he'll start over. I have over.
1: 5 colognes at home, but I've never mixed. Them.
0: Dude, he's got Well, he doesn't mix them in the bottle. He like sprays yeah. a little of this and a little of that and he has like like everything else he touches he likes to mix it up and mm-hmm. come up with his own version of it but the point is white people and i'm speaking for other white people here because i have very little fear but a lot of us get a little nervous about saying something even positive about somebody like if you were to say you know like for example jason's fucking a good cook mm-hmm. they might say well that's racist you said he's a I... well no i said i just said jason's a good cook but if you said a lot of Puerto Rican dudes I've met are good cooks, you're still not saying anything negative or saying something about a whole race. But like, is there a situation where that should be considered offensive and I should back off on that? You know what I mean? If Karen is around. If, see, that's the thing that's <laughs> fucked up. It's like white people that actually are racist are a lot like preachers that are gay. They talk shit about like is that not right though like like Karens are always like they're a little racist and they're like oh my god that's so racist I stand with my brothers and sisters and you're like no you don't okay bitch <laughs> but, and that's another thing people right now with like speaking up about shit people are afraid they're gonna look like that
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons people aren't saying things there's a lot of reasons people are and I. I I have a hard time condemning anybody for any behavior regarding this shit right now. It's Mm -hmm. like, whatever you do, as long as you're not out there fucking protesting the protest, or as long as you're not saying, like, only white lives matter or something fucking ridiculous, then I I, I can't fucking judge you. One thing I
1: would tell people is, like, you know, trust your gut. You know, if you feel like, you know, then, you know... Everything is getting a little testy. It's time yeah. to go home. Go yeah. home. Just go home. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, with okay, with the race issue, it's like, okay, so I, I feel like Jason and I get along well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mention that he's Puerto Rican at least once a week. He doesn't mention that I'm white much because that's pretty fucking obvious. Um, you should ask him if he knows the difference between his L's and his R's. <laughs> no, <I'm good. laughs> No, but, like, the thing is, like, he he's always teaching me shit about his culture. Like, mm-hmm. he, he lived in Puerto Rico for a while, and he, you know... They, I didn't know avocados get the size of fucking footballs. Yeah. I, I live here. Where the avocados are the size of uh, baseballs.
1: And they're gonna charge you like a dollar, dollar fifty. Per. Dude,
0: yeah, he's taught me <laughs> so much cool shit. I'm like, man, I want to move to Puerto Rico. We were talking about how they build houses. They build houses with the intention of the motherfucker staying, because mm-hmm. they buy. They're like, oh, we're by the ocean. You know what we should do? We should make the house water resistant. Mm-hmm. Not in fucking Florida. They just make that shit out of the sticks and put it right on the fucking edge and let the fucking water hit it. and Go insurance. Yeah. Well, that's why your insurance is so fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Build some shit that lasts. So. I personally seek out like different cultural things I can learn from people that I think are fitting. And a lot of times, if I think I can apply them to my life, I think it's good. So I ask them and sometimes I am making an assumption based on the race that like, I don't know, a Mexican do it. I might assume he knows some Spanish. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody go, oh, uh, I don't speak Spanish. Why yeah, I mean, you think I, like, I'm they the worst
1: about it too. You know, whenever I meet a Mexican, it doesn't sound like, oh, so you're a coconut.
0: <laughs> See, but no, I've never, I don't give a fuck if you don't speak Spanish. It's just like, if, if you have an accent mm-hmm. and you tell me you're Mexican, I'm going to assume you at least get it when I say something like, me gusta chichis, and I think I'm funny. You know, like, I know some people that don't know what that means, and I'm like, I know like eight words, and basically it's just like boobies, vaginas, beer, weed, mm-hmm. cocaine, bars, you know, normal shit you need to know. Yeah. But the I guess what I'm saying is most people I know are always afraid if they say something and it involves somebody's culture, whether or not it's inquisitive and respectful. Like and I mean I say fucked up shit all day too. So Mm -hmm. but I'm saying if I ask Jason like, hey in Puerto Rico, how do they make the houses? Because they look like they fucking stay. Now he brings that up. I didn't bring that up. But if I say if I were to say that to Jason, he would be like, well they use uh like fucking solid they make a big tube fill it with concrete and rebar and and like do it right and then they make like they do cinder block and they pour concrete in mm-hmm. the cinder block and all they they really build it out i'm learning something from him because i respect his culture and i think it's cool mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting am i am i being an asshole when i ask these
1: things like i mean i, I think the biggest part is that people actually just fear asking questions there. you know you shouldn't have to fear it you know if right. you're actually inquisitive like you know and you're being respectful but right. like you know, ask the damn question you know there's some things that I don't understand that you know ask me a question about white culture
0: I got you I mean,
1: have <laughs> dated a lot of white women <laughs> I'm, I was, I was I'm pretty sure cultured culture. <laughs> I'm pretty cultured in the white community white culture is
0: Starbucks like, I mean there's not much to I,
1: it I, here in Lawton, I know you know most white women I'm like hey you want to go to Los Tres they're like yeah that <laughs> perfect I, like, I love Mexican food
0: okay <laughs>
1: and I hate Los Tres man like <laughs> is it
0: margaritas? What's the deal with Low Streets? Why do people like it?
1: Uh they like the perfects—the perfect margaritas that are okay. there because they're they're loaded with you know liquor. Yeah, you know, and they they feel like the you know the queso is is fresh. It's not you know.
0: What the f- okay? Low Streets is the one on Cash Cross from Sonic, like big. It used to be Roses. Mm-hmm. No. And hmm they have
1: one on the east side too. Nah, fuck all that.
0: Oh, yeah. I've ate at the one I, over by Bravos. Yeah, fuck that place. Yeah, I mean it's okay. It's just not. You know where some good Mexican food is? Rodeo. I was gonna say neither do I. Is that wait? That's the grocery store,
1: right? Yeah. 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 It's the best Mexican food you're probably gonna get around here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, for me, it's like I like. uh, Okay, here's a question. Since we're just gonna talk about Mexicans, Uh, (laughs) you like how I changed it up? Why Why do people get weird when I say uh, like I want to go to Ted's? If if I'm gonna eat at Ted's, why do they go? That's not real Mexican food. As if they think I think that is real Mexican food. Do you think they think I think that's Mexican food? I'm just curious. It's
1: possible. I mean, it's (laughs) because Ted's is Tex Mex, right? Um, And it's
0: loosely Tex Mex. Yeah, it's just
1: food. It's just like like you know. Whenever people are like, yeah, you know, I like tacos. I like Taco Bell. It's like, okay, don't do that. Don't, don't <laughs> fucking do that. Like, But I do like Taco Bell. <laughs> that shit's good. They put That's just good. That's because you're also a pothead. They put that know. creamy jalapeno sauce <laughs> on no, there at 2 o'clock ta- in the morning. Ta- taco- you're hot as fuck. <laughs> taco Bell is... is. not that creamy. It is a pothead's dream you it got is. mountain fucking dew and then you got dorito fucking dude tacos.
0: baja blast oh <laughs> shit I've never had baja blast while I'm high I just realized that it's so sad I'm a terrible stoner I gotta go get a fucking crunch wrap or some shit I don't know what I get there I like the cheese quesadilla just as much as I I love a cheese quesadilla by itself just che- with the creamy jalapeno sauce and a fucking doobie I love smoking weed and eating Taco Bell no, I mean, if you Culture. said,
1: I'm going to go to fucking Ted's to go get some Mexican food, then I can see where they're like, what the right. fuck is wrong with you? But, like uh,
0: I guess, okay, I think what it is, is it's the same thing when people say, I don't know, like, let's say you said, I'm going to Olive Garden, and they mm-hmm. go, well, that's not really how they make Italian food. In Italy, where I've been multiple times because I'm fancy, <laughs> I think they're doing that, but they're not good at it. I'm not sure. It's but like... A, I don't give a shit. I just like Olive Garden. Right. I don't like Olive Garden. <laughs> but what I do, like, I love fucking Milano's, though. That yeah. place is dope as fuck. That
1: place has some pretty... It's, it can get close. It gets close. It gets so close. as
0: a person that ate a shitload of food when I was in Italy one time, uh, none of the dishes or the names of the dishes are over there. Really? <laughs> like, you are you know, like, huh? Oh. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. But the the main difference I noticed was just the sauce. The sauce is clearly made from actual fucking tomatoes today, mm-hmm. and the it was freshness. And that's a culture thing with the fucking country. It's like the the whole country thrives on like we go down the road to pick it up from the farmer that we know his Mm -hmm. name is whatever. And we shake his hand and pick up a big thing every Tuesday and then we keep it cool. And then we fucking make it every morning. That's the main difference. It's Mm -hmm. not like, it's not like how, what's authentic or not. I mean, they had variety, like a motherfucker over there. And then we ate at this like real Americanized like vacation spot and it was actually super fucking good, Mm -hmm. but it was weird. And the thing that got me is they were like, you need, you, you, you guys pay with a card. And I was like, shit, we can do that. Cause everything else was like cash only. Yeah. And they, they, that's when you know you're getting like the, we're trying to cater to tourist mm-hmm. treatment. It's like they come up to you over there with the fucking card machine. I but, feel like it's also cause Italy's smaller. So yeah. they have more fresh
1: produce. We're like, right. here we have to.
0: You say we have yeah, to. Yeah, we, There's a way we could get away with it. I'm pretty yeah. sure we could We could have a lot more farms. Yeah. And they could be decent size and still decent, like somewhat natural and not crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you take like, I don't know, I heard a fucking dude say something that fucked me up. He was like, if every every, no, he said if half the homeowners or half the houses or half the households or something in America had three chickens the whole egg market would collapse in one day. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Because if you average it out, like, yeah, you probably eat a lot of the eggs, I would assume, because mm-hmm. you got fucking big ass shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like not near as big as they used to be, mm-hmm. but it still looks like you walk around with like a baby's head on both sides. But <laughs> if if you do a survey and you talk to 500 people and you say, hey, how, how many eggs did you eat today? The number won't be 500. It'll be mm-hmm. like fucking, when you total it'll be like 50.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because a lot of people didn't eat eggs that day yeah, so three eggs that's not many, but three eggs for every other house apparently is about the statistic of what we're selling in in commercial egg shit. And it's like, dude, you could just fucking have a couple chickens in the t- like in town, like in your backyard. Yeah, and then you could do like small community gardens for a lot of the veggies. and then, like, yeah, you're still gonna need some big factory level shit, but you could definitely do away with it and do it more Italy style. It's just here's where the problem that I love comes in. People go, how much does this meal cost? (laughs) It's like, oh, well, that shit's going to be about $47 for you and your wife right there for you to cook at home. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to have process. And it's like processed food saves money. But like we went, okay, now we're in a new style of recession. This is all assumptions from a person. I've never studied history at all. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say like Great Depression Depression era made people really conservative about everything. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, we're going to save everything, reuse anything we can. And then they were like getting the preservatives and all that shit. And then it's just all about saving money until Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of countries that everybody that I almost everybody, not everybody, almost everybody that is of a regular average mental health and has no major handicaps can easily get a job that will feed them and three other people. Like it'll feed and house you. I, well, I say easily. Like you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to go fucking find the job. You're gonna have to start with a shitty job, work your way up. But it it can be done. Yeah. And you can eat, and the food is so fucking affordable. But the the more affordable the food is, the worse it is for you. Straight up, like yeah. like McDonald's, terrible. Yeah. You could fucking get. I bet. I don't know. Like I know Burger King, you can get like twenty nuggets for fucking free, pretty much. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I want. Dude, I'm. I think it's yeah. legitimately. I think it's twenty nuggets for two dollars. I don't remember. I know it's Damn. so fucking cheap that I was like, dog, we could, if the Corona shit gets real real, mm-hmm. we're just buying nuggets every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, wacky packs were $2 during the virus thing. Also, hey, what happened to the fuck coronavirus? Where'd it go? What happened? Where's that? I feel like... It's gone? No. Okay. Media. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Media, man. Media. <laughs> we, it, it's media, you know, because it was the coronavirus, then it was like the Super Hornets. Yeah. And then See, was the Murder Hornets Arbery. was like a week, though. Yeah. It and was just it was, like, hey,
0: and Murder Hornets.
1: Yeah, and then it was a mod Arbery, the one that got shot, you know, jogging, mm-hmm. and then now it's this
0: one. But they barely covered that. Yeah. It was like... it was, like, it was
1: such a short, you know, yeah. span. But what, what bothered me the most is like, you know, like when the coronavirus thing happened, you know, I took my buddy down to Wichita Falls to have like ear surgery, and... Every two minutes, and I counted it for like 30 minutes. I mean, it, it, for 30 minutes, every two minutes, coronavirus, coronavirus, yeah, yeah, coronavirus yeah. statistics, statistic. And I was like, man, how much are these media stations making off of this? Because every everybody's time they glued. mention it, everybody's glued to it.
0: And then when you shut everything down, it's like, okay, I never fucking watch the news. If I got five weeks off work, guess who's watching some news, buddy? <laughs> I had nothing to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was kind of busy, but I... Uh, I was trying to keep track. Yeah, we got like 28 minutes till that timer goes off. I say we start trying to wind this thing down. Okay. But um it was Yeah, it was easy to watch the news. And it was like when you go to your Snapchat, it's like a bunch of like Trevor Noah and yeah. people covering it. The good news is now Trevor Noah talked a ridiculous amount of shit about Trump's handling of the coronavirus the whole fucking way through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, some of it was a little fucking silly, uh-huh. but it was entertaining. I've always really liked Trevor Noah. Like, everything I know about him, he seems pretty fucking logical, and his job is kind of to talk shit about the president, so I'm going to give him a pass if he's saying something that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, and it's the president, so you can talk shit, because it's America. Mm-hmm. And he is a wacky president. is <laughs> but... a <laughs> really fucking wacky dude. <laughs> so, so uh, Trevor Noah's thing today, though, I haven't seen it come on in a while. I guess they, like, went to having regular TV because he goes back to the studio or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he posted a thing today just about the... Uh, all the the whole race situation mm-hmm. and the riots and all that. I was... I thought I was going to be done with it before you got here because mm-hmm. I thought it would be like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I've been working on it since this afternoon a little bit at a time. It's real long, but everything he gets into on there, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of covered the like all lives matter thing. Like, hey, why don't we just take a break from all your bullshit and just agree? it's uh, There's some difficult times for black people and no matter if you like want to say your life matters or not, we're not saying it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up and let's try to be a team here. And the way he was wording it, you could tell he was just riffing and it wasn't scripted. There might've been like some, he might've had like a little note over here, like, don't forget to mention this. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you can tell it's his thoughts. And I really like Trevor Noah and I like him a lot more after watching three quarters of that. Like <laughs> I, I haven't even got all the way through it. So he might change my mind at the end, but I, yeah. I doubt it. Um, But him being from another country, Moving over here, doing the comedy thing, getting a job as the fucking one of the highest paid fucking talk show hosts, I think. I mean it's is it the tonight show? The late show? What do you take over? Tonight mm, show, I think. Yeah. 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 So the point is I just call it Trevor Noah's show. It's just he's doing such a good job, it's his show. It's not like he you most of those things you go, Oh, well it used to be Jay Leno and mm-hmm. now it's that guy. He's he's done a really good job. I I just like seeing a fucking light skinned black dude from South Africa. Come over here, talk shit about the president, do a good job of it, and and then go on this whole thing, and then talk about things. He's like, he's almost in a situation where it's kind of like me. It's like he's kind of an outsider mm. in some of this, but he has a little bit more of an idea because he's he's black, mm-hmm. or at least he's half black. He's like uh, he's really light skinned, but mm-hmm. and then he has a little bit of an insight like on some other shit that I want to be able to relate to because he's an immigrant mm-hmm. and he has all these little fucking things that make it perfect and like so if anybody gets bored or wants to watch go get your snapchat out look at what Trevor <laughs> Noah did today it's wonderful but um I don't know. I was trying, but my plan when I came in here, as so I was like, man, it's Leroy. We'll talk about eating ass, bitches and hoes. And, and, and it's just,
1: the bitches and hoes well, like, well, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs>
0: I don't, it never goes to plan. and And I think I like that about the podcast thing, but it's like, it's this is kind of like the coronavirus. It's like impossible not to fucking talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think there's tons of people that are trying not to talk about it because it's fucking sad and it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole broken, crazy. And people keep saying the system's not broken. It was designed this way or whatever. It's that's it's still fucked. Mm-hmm. Like however you want to word it, it's still fucked. So I'll use a different word so you don't correct me. It's fucked. Uh, how much more shit. Until we're at a state of like, it's actually a weird version of war where it's like almost a civil war, like the people versus the government. I mean, it kind of looks like that in some cities well, right I mean, now.
1: Trump already said that he's going to, he's already deployed, I think, what was it, 7,000 National Guard oh, troops. Oh my God, I know. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you're deploying the nasty girls. Like, you know, those guys only train like <laughs> one weekend out of the freaking month, man, one month out of the year. I like... you a
0: lot of them. So <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: You know, it's, it's some of them just you know. Well, I mean, I will okay.
0: say if he's gonna deploy somebody, don't don't waste the army on affairs of the, the, in the fucking streets. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, don't send, don't send the fucking army, marines, navy, whatever. Like that is what the state level shits for. That's mm-hmm. what their job is. Um, but okay, I don't technically know like the definition of martial law. I'm sure that's you essentially what it is. Okay, yeah. so. Ha- <clears throat> Do you have, like, martial law, you have to, like, declare martial mm-hmm. law, right? Have we done that? No. Okay, cool. Good.
1: He's just um, deploying troops, or, you know, he's requesting um, uh, mayors and stuff like that to, not mayors, uh, governors to mm-hmm. deploy their National Guard troops to basically go into the communities and try to help with, like, you know, riot control and stuff like that. But I don't think that's what, what's necessary. Because I don't no, think that's the intention. No, your National Guard is supposed to be there you know, help the community. So essentially just circle around the community and you're, you're done. right that's it make sure that the community has water make sure that the community is yeah. safe and all that stuff don't go out there and try to do ride control that's that's ridiculous because now you're pinning a whole lot of people against
0: each other right and that's, <laughs> that's like okay this is where i told you earlier i like i recently re i i never like deactivated twitter i just went like six months without looking at it mm-hmm. a year before that you know i look at it every year or two uh i just started using twitter because i didn't know about snapchat uh or the way it works, but he fucking tweets the most bonkers shit. He said if they loot... Wait, oh, fuck, what did he say? When the looting starts, the shooting starts. He literally said, you start stealing shit, we're gonna just shoot you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I understand you think everybody's job is to protect goods, and mm-hmm. you're a businessman, and and as a president you want to keep the economy. I, I get all that shit. I'm a huge fan of protecting people's fucking houses, businesses, mm-hmm. all that. All for it. But... If it's my TV in the front of my shop and somebody's running out with it, I'm not fucking shooting them. I'm calling the cops and going, this motherfucker stole my TV. I got a picture of him. <laughs> like, it's a fucking TV. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said earlier, with Target, it's not really hurting Target. So, like, why would you, and also Twitter removed it, which is funny, <laughs> but why would you shoot people for stealing things? outside of somebody's house. Like if you're at, if you break into a person's house to steal something, you're invading the space they live in and they don't know what you're there for. It makes sense to get shot. Yeah. If you're breaking into fucking Walmart, Target, Kmart, Sears, whatever, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not condoning it. I don't think you should. But why would we shoot you?
1: Not supposed to. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. You're, you're not, yeah. Right.
0: So the president of fucking United States, <laughs> like that was the thing. I tried to, I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, the president, not Donald Trump from TV, the president of the United States of America. Saying,
1: because everybody, every politician, everybody that's, you know, up and, you know, has some type of government authority is very, very silent right now. So he's kind of by himself. And it's like, hey, Derek, right. you probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> like. You know, who the hell is like, who's monitoring this shit? Like, nope.
0: That's the other thing. I've never, I never would have guessed in a million years a president would have time for Twitter. Like, I've considered hiring somebody to run my Instagram page because I have kids. <laughs> like, it's even, I have three fucking kids. I'm like, you know, I could pay somebody like 20 bucks a day and get this shit taken care I mean, I don't know if you of.
1: paid attention. You know, I like to pay attention to somebody's speech. He, he really doesn't sometimes pay attention to what the fuck they're asking him.
0: No, he doesn't. So I'm, I'm pretty <laughs>
1: sure he's sometimes in, like, meetings with, like, other freaking, cut war, like, world leaders. And he's like, yeah, I want to tweet this. <laughs> to like FTP, like I don't even know what
0: that means. <laughs> uh, they said, I heard FTP is a uh, real funny. It's a good. Uh, have
1: you seen the picture? I, I, what did he say? FTP? Was he gonna say FTP? I support my Hispanics. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what you said, right. Now. <laughs> did you
0: see the picture of him with like a quesadilla or some shit? It was like Taco Bell food, and it said I love Mexicans, and then Get there's like the fuck out of. Here. <laughs> it's so, <funny. laughs> so it's him. I. I, I, my memory is that of the situation with person one and person two earlier, but it's something like he's at a desk, shit face grin, and it says like like he's got like two thumbs, and it says something along the lines, I love Hispanics, and then in the back in the drawer, it's <laughs> filled with fucking Sudafed, like a shit ton of Sudafed, <laughs> and it's just like, all right. That's, he is the actual president of the United States. Like, it's so fucking wacky. Like, and I'm not even saying, like, I don't, I couldn't do his job. You know, I don't and, know. And he's just people, wacky.
1: You know, a lot of people hate on him. I and mean, I, I, I hate
0: on him and then I also like him sometimes. I on agree,
1: the day. you know, I agree to an extent. And, and I'll tell people all the time, he's what this country needed. And they're like, you know, what are you talking about? I was like, for one, he's a businessman. Two, it makes you actually realize that your fucking voice counts. Go and vote and stop fucking bitching.
0: That's true, <laughs> because
1: That's... you control who fucking sits up there. Right. You know, so when you have only one person that actually makes sense, because right now we just have at we this don't. point in time, <laughs> all we have to select from is is you ain't black. No. <laughs> Two pedophiles. <laughs> so we.
0: Have, Wait, is Donald Trump a pedophile? apparently. Oh, I haven't Biden, heard this
1: apparently, yet. I haven't know. heard this yet. Apparently, they like to touch people. So
0: so I heard, I did hear a long time ago him saying he would fuck his daughter if she wasn't his daughter. It,
1: that's, why, that's, that's one of the cases. See, they that,
0: I just thought it was misquoted and stupid. Like, the thing is, like, this Wait, Ivanka? is. Ivanka? I don't know. She's hot. But, <laughs> 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 Clearly, you're not an old man with a daughter. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So there's that. But no, it's, I heard that and I assumed it was like, he probably said something more like, she's a beautiful girl. Anybody be lucky to have her. And they <laughs> misquoted it for, all oh, I'd do her. But after, after scenes, seeing his tweets. I was like, after seeing this, he's fucking unstable shit. But right now, did you, you saw the you ain't black thing with Joe Biden, right? Yeah. Did you see the whole interview? So it's actually a pretty decent interview. Charlemagne's like chill as fuck. Just like, no, I'm saying. We will vote for you if we know you're not going to fucking bail on us. What will you do for black people? And he's like, well, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done it, you know, and he's like, okay, so how did this help? He's like naming crime bills that like fucked over a bunch of like low income people in yeah. his area and shit. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, so what are you going to do to help black people? And it, it just over and over, he keeps answering shit and he says a bunch of crazy shit. And then at the end he just goes, and if you don't know if you're voting for Trump, or or me then you ain't black and the way he said it was like i actually i think i get what he was trying to say and i almost (laughs) understand why he would think that was a good idea
1: yeah
0: but somebody like but that that's twitter's like that's trump's whole twitter like that weird thing that happened once is the whole twitter but like (laughs) Have Both you seen of them Trump look a little Snapchat,
1: crazy. The, I, I yeah, I just all. Oh, I just subscribed <laughs> to it. <him. laughs> all
0: right, so here's why I subscribed to it. Somebody told me he had a Snapchat, and then he said something fucked up. So I, I was like, I immediately have to see this shit show. And I, I followed his Snapchat, as Donald J. Trump, in case I, knew, I didn't know. I was, I was looking. The J threw me off. So it's Donald J. Trump. And if you would have asked me six months ago or even a month ago, I probably would have said, I really don't know. Like, I don't really have much of an opinion on him. Like... The coronavirus thing is impossible for anybody to handle, and mm-hmm. so if you criticize him over that, it's first off that's like every like every governor, every mayor, every senator, and the president, and everybody on his team collectively. Mm-hmm. So it's real hard to judge one person on that. But everything else, like he is apparently a businessman. I don't know if he's good at it. He seems to be something that that is different. So I get why he won. I, I think he's going to win again. I can see why he would win again. I just don't really fucking know. I'm like I'm I mean, weird, and I think he's wacky.
1: Aspect. I mean, I could say he's. I don't want to say. I mean, he's successful.
0: You know, he his had, dad was successful though. Yeah, <laughs> that helps but a lot. But
1: he's also made it through three different. Bankruptcy. Right, but a bankruptcy <laughs> with, yeah.
0: with large businesses is a strategy. Yeah, it's not, not even like yeah, it's yeah. not like he was fucked and then pulled himself by his bootstraps. Yeah, you know, and that's just, what
1: some people try to bring up. It's like, oh he's not a great businessman. He's filed for bankruptcy three times. I was like, I don't know if you know this, but that's an actual power move.
0: Yeah. But, you know. It. <laughs> it's like you get a lot of free shit. Yeah. So I guess what I was saying though is his like his chaos on Instagram or on a uh, Snapchat has made me have a little more of an opinion on him. And it's the shit that he's it's this is the problem with his Snapchat. It's his fucking ads that are for him that aren't even talking shit about Biden. And I'm like, hold up. This is you saying what's good about you, and it makes you look like an asshole. Like, that's that's where my current <laughs> I'm problem not gonna was. Lie. After
1: Biden, i enjoy it After Biden made that quote, I mean, you probably didn't follow him at that time, but he had posted a video, and it's the one with the four guys carrying the coffin— the four black guys here in oh, the Oh, were they dancing? Yeah. <laughs> it was right after he said that they were dancing to, you know, you ain't black, you ain't black. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> and it became a beat and then it went from like a techno song to like an R&B song. <laughs> so,
0: let's go pros and cons real quick. Uh for I'm pretty independent or or neutral on a lot of topics. I don't really have like a political side. Mm-hmm. But let's go uh Biden pros. He's he he worked with uh, Obama. Uh, cons yeah. he pr- probably diddles children and he's thinks he's cool.
1: My thing with Biden, you know, yeah, he was under the whole Obama, you know, his, uh, he was. What was he? Was vice president, right? Yeah, yeah he was the vice president, and yeah.
0: Obama was like, I. That was at a weird time in my life where I was like, st- I think I was just learning what my mm-hmm. actual opinions are. I was probably in my late teens Mm -hmm. I might have been 18 when Obama I don't know what year it was 08 does that sound right I would have been 18 yeah okay so I was around voting age and I was trying to like learn all this stuff and my sister said you have to vote for the lesser of two evils and I was like no I don't (laughs) what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about bitch I'm not voting for shit that's evil Uh, and then I realized she's not completely wrong (laughs) yeah but it I learned a lot about Obama and all I could focus on were things that mattered directly to me Mm -hmm. you don't like guns fuck you And now it's like, I'm like, okay, no, I think Obama was probably one of the better presidents we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if I don't agree with the things that directly affect me because this is a large country and I'm one of a lot of fucking people. So it's not about me. It's about, let's get three quarters of the things that help all people. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about which ones help me. If it helps all people, I'm part of all people. If there's a quarter of it that means like some extra gun laws or whatever that I don't like. Hopefully the next president will fucking squash those. I don't know. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I started looking at presidents. But like real advantage to to Biden, the only thing I know about him that I think is really good is that he worked with a really what I would say is a good president
1: and and Obama would probably end up being you know, one of his advisors or some yeah, sort. yeah. probably Just end up being one of, like... to that mic oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah you like, right. probably end up being one of his advisors and yeah you know he'd probably do great but
0: and that would be good. But the also since the u ain't like... black thing, he might be like, Bro, I'm retired. You know
1: every other video that I've seen where like there's women backing away from him and stuff like that because he, for some reason, he wants to touch everybody. It's like right. Oh.
0: But the thing is, like I, I'm not at all defending his weirdness. But <laughs> you know the thing where where there's a situation that looks wrong when you take the audio out mm-hmm. or when you. When you just have audio but you don't have video. Mm. I feel like a lot of those things when they add creepy music and there's like a lot of edits on these videos, it like makes it weirder. <laughs> but one of my clients told me he was like, dude, just look up creepy Joe Biden on YouTube. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like he's he he wants kids to pull his leg hairs. That's just weird. I don't get it, but that doesn't mean it's a child molester. But he grabs kids. Like, like the way that I grab my wife when I'm trying to fuck her. And I'm just like <laughs> Like, okay, you take a picture with a girl, you put your arm over her shoulder, a guy, it doesn't matter, it's neutral. You know, let's say they're trans, to be super open. (laughs) You put your arm over a person, you don't grab their fucking boob, you don't put it under their armpit and pull them in. When you're fucking around and you're married to them and they like that shit, you might do that. Mm -hmm. But when they're 12 and you're an adult, you never do that. No (laughs) No matter the gender, (laughs) unless you're a Boy Scout leader and you're trying to get sued, you don't fuck around like that. (laughs) So... It's weird. Or a Catholic priest. Catholic priests love that shit. See, I went for the less obvious. You go for the obvious, I go for the classy. Uh, so, but with Trump, like, is it? Is it, I don't know how politics works, maybe. Is there a possibility that we have a fucking dude like Gary Johnson just pop out of the blue and be like, hey, I'm in. Like, can they still do that? No. no? It's done? Right now, it's Primaries is done? Yeah. It's okay, just
1: Biden versus Trump.
0: So, what if, what if we... We
1: have two children, essentially. <laughs>
0: What if we collectively, as a as a country, we we come together on the same level? Everybody's come together over. Um, I mean, they
1: can try to impeach him again.
0: That's not gonna work. So, <laughs> and then who's the vice who's the vice president? I don't want that guy. <laughs> like, dude, I still think it was like Mike Pence. I was high as fuck. <laughs> Okay, I was high, high. <laughs> and it was like, are you, are you voting for something, something, something? And it was like Mike Pence endorsing uh, Trump or something. Mm-hmm. Again, I was high. And I look and I go, isn't that the dude that said good people don't smoke marijuana? I'm going to make a comment and say, I'm sorry, I'm too high to vote. <laughs> I couldn't even make the comment because I wasn't sure it was the right dude because I was so fucking high. <laughs> but it was the best day ever. Edibles, dog. Edibles. Smokies. To sponsor me motherfuckers uh, they're like this is this could happen if you take smokies you could be a fucking idiot and not know how to use Instagram um, anyway I don't
1: know I uh, think he's gonna win again
0: yeah I think so too and I would say that I was just thinking that because I live in Oklahoma mm-hmm. but California is getting real red right now people are like real tired of being fucking locked up uh, I think a lot of people changed their tune about guns when they saw riots and they saw coronavirus and different things I think a lot of people have – I think this last six months has changed more people's political affiliation or how solidly married they were to that one idea than the last 30 years.
1: You need to search who's running against AOC for Congress. She's smoking hot. (laughs) Dude, she's like 30 Young. She's from California. 30, young. Oh, okay. I was going to say- who Really young. I was like, whoa.
0: You know who's not bad looking? Who? Uh Tulsi Gabbard. She's not She's not smoking hot, but she's a pretty lady, and she was about to be the president until she got too pretty or something. Pretty I don't know. Pretty lady. She's a pretty lady. She was in the military. She's from Hawaii. She's pretty. I think that's a good president right there.
1: Like pretty? Like the one that came from Alaska Pretty.
0: No, <laughs> Sarah Palin? Yeah. Nah, hold up. Let me show you, uh, dude. Hold on. What what was the name I just said? I don't even remember. Damn it, Tulsi. Tulsi. There you go. So this was one I I was talking to my daughter about. <laughs> she just asked random questions about like she's like so so when the president's not the president anymore, do they fire him? And I was like, well, because she had heard about impeachment, she would heard somebody say something, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So there's like a backup dude. I'm trying to break it down. Nine-year-old's time. Like there's like a backup guy, the vice president. And then I think if they impeach, which is like firing the president, I think that the backup guy takes his job. Mm -hmm. And then I think uh, the backup guy could run for president uh, Mm -hmm. or somebody else could. But we wait until it's like four years. It's kind of locked in. And she was like, oh, well, hopefully whenever it's time, that girl that was on Joe Rogan's podcast wins because I like her. She's nice. And that was it. That was the whole thing. So then she said that in front of my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law was like, Tulsi Gabbard? No. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know shit about her, but like like look, dude. Looks presidential as fuck, right? I like that suit. She's looking fresh. She's keep she's looking fresh for a president.
1: Okay, if you if it, so many poor hu- porn hub storylines just came to mind. Hold on just a second.
0: Let's <laughs> let's throw it out there. This is how we're gonna end this podcast. <laughs> Mary <laughs> Wait, actually not marry. Yeah, marry, fuck, kill, fuck, Biden, Trump, Tulsi Gabbard. What? So you have to choose. You have to either fuck, yeah. you have to fuck one of them. You have to murder. Wait, did I say kill? No, I said marry. Uh-huh. So you have to marry one of them, mm-hmm. have sex with a different one, and kill another one. And the options are Biden, Joe Biden, vice president, previously currently running for president, Donald Trump, our current president of the United States, and Tulsi Gabbard, that beautiful lady I just showed you that looks like she's like the hot mom president. <laughs> she looks like a PTA president, like a motherfucker.
1: I get two dudes and a woman? Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: the choices. That's how I do this. I said that's how we're ending it. Uh, it's a fucking high note. We ended on a high note, doc. Fuck. Um... So you're going to, basically what you're saying is you definitely want to fuck Tulsi. We'll get that out. Most, most definitely. So who are you marrying? Trump. Because he's got that money, he honey. got money. All right, and then that means you have to kill Biden? So let me let me make it sound better. The reason you're killing Biden is because he doesn't have much time left, but neither does Trump. Uh, do you think that... They might. Some Illuminati shit pops off. They take a fucking magic pill. That's it. Mm-hmm. So to conclude this podcast, uh, the whole world's fucked. America's on fire. Uh, eaten ass is the new eaten vagina. Uh... You got to try it. Donald Trump is probably not the worst president of all history. Uh, Joe Biden is very entertaining to watch when he talks to people like Charlemagne. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is pretty. And I say that with all due respect. I think she is pretty. And I don't know much about her politically, but I would like to learn more. Uh, and if my wife would allow it, I would definitely take her to dinner once and just say, Hey, it's not cheating if we, if it's the president, cause yeah. you know, she's not going to,
1: right? I mean, me and her could get pretty political. <laughs> All
2: right. All
0: right. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to put this back in the box. You guys have a wonderful day. This is going to be posted late as fuck. So bye-bye.
2: Bye.